0: Welcome to the Breaking Bots Podcast. Please put on your safety goggles, tighten your seatbelt, and enjoy the ride. Here are your hosts, Brian and Cam. Hello, folks. And welcome back. Take two. Yes. Episode- we already did
1: this once. Yeah. But we- I forgot to press the button.
0: Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> kept hearing ourselves from the uh, other day. So, uh yeah. welcome. We uh took a little hiatus last week, but so did BattleBot, So, it's okay. And then we took one the week before too, but you know. Oh, really? It's been 2 weeks. Oh yeah, soon? it's been
1: 2 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, Whoops. we came back with a bang this week though, so Yeah, we were on va- well, I was on vacation, so
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll do uh nearly 2
1: hours this week possibly. Oh god. Yeah, it was so long, but it was good though.
0: Like yeah, just I mean,
1: like time just flew by.
0: Honestly, the long episodes are always the best ones because there's no real stopping point. You just keep going. Yeah, which we probably could have with Extinguisher before because we wound up talking to him for an hour afterwards, and I wish yeah. we had recorded some <laughs> of that too.
1: This yeah. one was well. This time we only ended up talking to him for like twenty minutes afterwards. So,
0: so yeah, I had actually, um, <clears throat> I think I made mention of it, but uh, yeah, I'd, as you know, I went to the uh, Tampa Mini Maker Fair. Yeah, that uh, we had Gruff and Extinguisher. The two local teams were there, um, so I got to hang out with them a little more. Uh, again, cool kid with John. Uh, you know, his mom actually like took a picture of us and thanked us for having him on his podcast. And I'm like, yeah, he's awesome. So, and uh, he kind of befriended my wife, so they might be hanging out at the uh, Orlando Maker Fair. Nice, which he said could be quite robust this season. By the way, he said that Sweet. there are. In the teens, number of BattleBots teams that have uh, inquired about going, at nice. least. So Yeah, there was quite a few last weeks, or uh, last year, so... <clears throat> oh, yeah, so... Uh, and, uh, Gruff, it was pretty funny. I watched um, an old lady come up to Sam, and she's just like, What's the show again? Like, will you, will you <laughs> write down what time it's on so I can watch? And he's, you know, he was... Really nice. He was, like, you know, talking to her, wrote it down for her and everything. Like, I think I remember that show. So it was cool to see them again and, uh, you know, get up close with the bots again and everything. You know, it's, as we may discuss later on, Extinguisher's a pretty good-looking bot. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, sadly, I did
1: not make it because my work was just too exhausting that
0: week. And I needed, I needed to relax. So. Understood, but... uh yeah and it was even the power racing cars were there and uh, so hopefully we'll uh, see them again come November in the Orlando Maker Fair yes
1: so uh so this week, I don't think we've actually said who we had uh you may know him if you've ever i think it's it's just a it's an article right the Battlebots update
0: uh yeah, he has a website. Um, and it's mostly does updates, obviously, you know, hence That's, the name. Yeah, what is
1: BattleBotsUpdate.com, <clears throat> dot right? com?
0: That is correct. It's uh, the author of that site, Andre, aka Draco, who we will have on, and uh, you know, we'll just talk about the site and, of course, BattleBots. And it's well, we eventually talk about the site, and then we I mean, eventually we talk about BattleBots and too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's cool to have a fan on again and we, obviously we missed james from last season we had on the last i talked to him he was kind of behind on the episode so yeah. it's nice to have a fan on again too because you know I mean, it's great talking to the teams but obviously they all have to play nice a little bit and um you know we're not trashing anybody this week but we give some honest opinions
1: uh no there's probably some trash in there a little bit <laughs> <laughs> uh now honestly though we didn't talk a whole lot about this season because he actually attended the whole thing and so he he knows what happens and we didn't want to get him in trouble so uh we don't really talk too much about this current season going on uh so i'm but it's still it's still fascinating
0: yeah, and episode, when uh, episode, once the once the season comes to a conclusion, and we can you know just open up about everything, I think we'll absolutely have him back on at the end of the season to talk. Yeah, I mean, he says Axe Backward is going to make a comeback, but I don't think so. <laughs>
1: so I think he's lying to us about that.
0: Oh, he said Unicorn wins <laughs> it all, apparently. So spoilers. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Sorry about it, spoilers. Alrighty, folks. Without further ado, let's just let's just get on with it. Yeah, let's get in with Andre from BattleBots update. folks and we are back and this week we have a not so traditional guest yeah um you've probably read his stuff he does the uh website the BattleBots update uh usually giving you a um, informative and hilarious view each week of the uh, previous week's matches so we want to welcome andre aka draco to the podcast andre how you doing tonight
2: i am doing pretty good you guys thank you for having me
0: yeah great um just been a big fan for a long time and I've had to have you on so that, you know, sometimes I feel like I should, uh, you know, quote you when I make some of my snide remarks <laughs> that I've borrowed from you. I know borrowed, I said that yeah. I, he
1: steals them all the time.
0: The the biggest one was I said um, Marvin did it look like a toilet seat. And that was all it Andre. Does.
2: It does. Uh, that was I when, when I was at the show and we saw Marvin. Like, Marv, OK, I know I know Hannah Rucker is like like 15 or 16 years old. So, yeah. I try not to like dog on the robots that are like actually designed and driven by kids. But I remember when I was at the show, I, I, I kind of feel bad for for thinking this. But I, I think this joke made it into the article. But I leaned over to one of the people that was, you know, just kind of chumming around with at the show. And I'm like, it's a good thing that robot shaped like a prison toilet because it fights like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was honestly that didn't it never dawned on me until uh,
0: Cam ripped off your joke. Yeah, the gruff guys agreed with you though. They go, Oh my gosh, it does. I didn't even notice that. They were they were wondering if it was supposed to be like the ship on uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, but it didn't look like that. It kind of looked like the bot, I guess. But
2: See, I read I read the um I read parts of the book when I was in high school, but this that would have been like fifteen, sixteen years ago back when I was in high school and, like, English class reading those. So I never actually saw the movie. I, I know they made a film adaptations, but I had no point of reference for that. I just, I figured there was probably something specific with how the spinner has the two green teeth, because I know, I mean, I know, I know Marvin is the, the android. I know 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and blah, 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 blah. And everything. Uh, and and everything. <laughs> uh, if you punched into Google, the calculator will still tell you 42 is the answer to this day. Nice. But... Um, so I didn't know if like, cause I know like the, the team t-shirts have that green stripe across like through the numbers. So I figured that's gotta be symbolic of something, but like I said, I, I did. It was lost on me. I just looked at that robot. I'm like, man, it looks like something you just take a dump and it's like something you make, you use it to make prison wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did, I did not mention Turlet Wine to her, uh, Hannah when we had her on. <laughs> so, so now tell us, now you're not just a fan, but you've also been a builder too. So what kind of bots have you designed in your past?
2: Yeah, and well. Um, are you still fighting any of them? Uh, well, that's kind of a yes and a no. I actually got started. Uh, involved in robot combat twenty years ago. I don't know if, if it's twenty years ago today or, or what, but uh, whenever BattleBots had their pay-per-view event, uh, they put mm-hmm. that on. And I remember when I was younger, my my uncle had hooked my dad up with a hot box, which was a cable box with a illegal descrambler in it, uh, oh. which would descramble all the premium channels, which yes. included pay-per-view.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure the
2: statute of limitations is up on that. Yeah. probably i hope so man i don't know but I, because like, he when doesn't I was, still have it <laughs> no that, and it doesn't even work anymore like none of that stuff we had that for a very finite period of time in fact i think my mom got rid of it because she knew it was like not it was like you're not supposed to have that and she was afraid the fcc would come kick in the door and kill everybody i, I don't know <laughs> but you know did back go, in 1999 did it go
1: along with one of those 10 foot satellite dishes that you put in the backyard <laughs>
2: No, it was just like a regular cable box. It it had like crappy little uh, digital red readout, like a like an old alarm clock, and it just showed the channel number you were on. And you just clipped. I remember like twenty five was Cinemax. 26 was like hbo and I think, then i think you
1: mispronounced that it's it's skinamax skinamax
2: yeah <laughs> but when i was a kid like that was the coolest thing because you know it's 1999 i'm like fuck yeah i'm gonna watch the matthew broderick godzilla movie on on cinemax and how great day. was that when you it were, was awesome you know, uh, it <laughs> was awesome when i was a kid child. yeah <laughs> and i'm like i'm gonna watch tommy boy i'm gonna watch black sheep i'm gonna watch dumb and dumber all this stuff and i and of course, you know we got pay per view as well. But then, as I got older, I'm like, yeah, they they totally got that for porn, and I just was not old <laughs> enough. To, yeah, I just wasn't old <laughs> enough to know what that was. But I caught this thing called BattleBots <laughs> on pay per view, and I know I I taped it on VHS because I thought it was the coolest thing. They they ran it multiple times. Uh, I don't know if if you guys have ever done pay per view before, but uh, no. I've never done it legitimately. Just that cable box was my only experience. But basically. They would start the broadcast and then end the broadcast, and then it would just begin again, and you would just buy a viewing time slot for something, and the cable box would be descrambled scrambled between, you know, 2 and 4 p.m., so you could watch BattleBots mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So I remember oh, yeah. I, I watched it all the time, because as soon as the broadcast ended, it would play a couple commercials for coming soon to pay-per-view, and then it would just play BattleBots again, the yeah. whole damn thing. So I just sat there for like one weekend just watching it over and over. I'm like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. And I wanted to get involved in that. Uh, And I had, you know, radio controlled RC cars and stuff like that. So I just, I started taking them apart and figuring out what the pieces did, you know, figuring out, well, I could, you know, drop, you know, this motor is the same exact size and this car goes faster than this one. And then. You know, you start Frankenstein and stuff together. And I kind of everything I know about robot combat from back then, I just I taught myself because there was no there was no repository you could go to. There was no YouTube to watch tutorials. There was nothing. You just you took stuff apart and you poked at it. And if it quit working, well, then you just fix it and try something else. And uh, in uh, the year two thousand. Uh, the, uh, the, the school I was attending, you know, we had a a robotics club that I kind of helped start and everybody, this was back, you know, it was on comedy central now. So we were all watching that and we would talk about it and we started building crappy little robots that were about six pounds or less out of just off the shelf radio controlled car and hobby parts and things from the hardware store. And we would fight them in, like, the back of the school's parking lot after hours. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, our thing. And we had little miniature tournaments. And the first robot I ever designed and finished and built was called Metalhead. And it was basically a ripoff of of Hazard, the middleweight champion from back in the day. remember that. And it was the big helicopter blade on top. It was the coolest thing. It was the only robot that showed up that had a spinning weapon of any type at that first event that we did. And it was uh, just a, a metal wedge made out of literally, like, air duct aluminum. And the bar on top was just a piece of, like, eighth-inch thick flat aluminum bar. And it was hooked up to a real simple pulley on uh, that was connected to a motor I think I pulled out of a VCR. And, <laughs> uh, like, the Man. speed controllers was, like, total crap. The speed controller was either on, full blast, or it was off. There was no, like... Easing it in, so you just you hit like this crappy little switch on my remote, and it just turns it on, and it just starts going. And the the teacher that was like overseeing it was so fucking nervous (laughs) about this thing because he was like, I don't know, man, that's gonna kill somebody. That's gonna (laughs) some kid's gonna get there. Some kid's going to get their shin split open or something like yeah. this is going to be a disaster. <laughs> so I remember I had to test that robot for like 15 minutes at this event just to demonstrate to the to the safety people, the teachers, that's like, no, this works. It turns off when I turn the switch off. You know, it it meets all the what little safety requirements because no one knew. Yeah. They were just like, yeah. OK, when we when we say stop the fight and you turn it off, it's got to stop. And it did. And we, we I put it through the ranks. I hit a couple you know, I had a couple paint cans and stuff to show that, like, yeah, you know, here's how it works. And after all was said and done, they put me in the arena to fight uh, my own brother, who had his own little robot that was, like, a little uh, six-wheeled, moon buggy-looking thing. And they, you know, they blew the whistle, they said go. I turned on the blade. It did not even make, like, one complete rotation. It just stopped and started to smoke. And it (laughs) it killed itself all the all that oh. testing that we did put too much strain on the motor and i guess it just it went from full load to no load <laughs> and it just killed it
1: i thought maybe and you were going to say before one revolution it <laughs> flew
2: off no, no and, thankfully no it started to spin and then it just slowed down and started smoking i didn't even leave the starting square yet because i noticed i'm like what the hell is going on with this i'm like oh damn it ah. it just it died so i end, i still ended up you know Spinning around backwards, fight as a wedge, you know, do that, you know, pushing people around. Uh, I came back the next time with a, something called Terminal Impact, which was basically a derivative of of, of Metalhead. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I had done was, um, I had put a a big pizza pan with some flails, some padlocks, so that it would spin, and there wouldn't be as much kickback into the weapon. So that worked slightly better. We actually won the little mini event that. We brought that one, too. But then we tried it again, but everybody had kind of gotten privy to it. So they s- built things, like, specifically to stop my pizza pan. So it didn't didn't work as well the second time around. But, yes. you know, that was that was back in, like, 2001. Uh, I kept up with uh, Robot Combat for several years, you know, kind of taking a couple hiatuses here because there really weren't a whole lot of events in Texas. There was one in Dallas uh, called Swark that went on from, mm-hmm. like, 2002 to... 2005 or 2006 and then they disappeared for several years, They and then a few years ago they started back up under the name uh, Dark, D-R-A-C for Dallas Area Robot Combat same guys, most of the same guys so I went back to a couple of those but it's really kind of cost prohibitive for me to get involved with it, but the the, uh, last robot that I was designing was um, meant to be taken to BattleBots 2018 season, it was a heavyweight It was called Super Hammerhead, which was a a rebuild of my my younger brother. He had a robot called Hammerhead that was just a a radio-controlled grave digger that we put a bigger motor in. And it just would just drive into people and just slam into them. So we were like, we're going to take this. We're going to make it 250 pounds because we're going to go get a Power Wheels truck. And we're going to just soup up the hell out of it. We're basically going to build like an aluminum box, put the parts in that, put some big-ass tires on it. And then just, you know, put the plastic shell on top of it. So really, it, it's just that's just for decoration. It's almost like um, I don't want to call it Tenamushi, but you know how how Tenamushi just used that sandbox as part of its chassis. Yeah, in in in, in Lisa's case, that was actually part of her robot's offensive strategy in my case it just would have been like the shell from the truck just on top and we were just going to crash into people and we started working on the frame uh we were looking into how to fabricate the tires and getting all that stuff planned out but then hurricane harvey kind of blew into town and we lost the progress we made on that so i kind of decided you know it's better for me right now financially just to kind of participate as a fan as a a really big fan but yeah one of these days maybe we'll we'll, we'll dust it yeah, off it's... i was thinking if i do get back into it i might you know dog ear the monster truck and actually look at my old robot terminal impact with the pizza wheel and uh see if putting that back together would be something worth doing like a like a proper heavyweight version of the robot
0: well you could try the power racing series with the uh with the power wheels truck though because they kind of have a 500 hundred dollar yeah. limit well, oh, that's
2: that, oh, yeah. I've, I remember that's a thing, like people actually race those. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I'm, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I'm gonna be working
1: on Well, I've, I mean, I've got the tub and everything. And to be fair, though, it's a $500 limit of what's on the car, but it that don't let it fool you. That's not including the safety stuff,
3: so oh, yeah. I know oh, yeah,
1: that's <laughs> and that, yeah, it's, it's kind of what it's like one of those things where you I don't know if you've ever heard of like a, a chump car racing or or let the 24 hours of lemons. But those are five hundred dollar cars, but it you have to put two thousand dollars worth of safety equipment in them.
2: For, yeah, it's like where so. it's like where people race the, they like buy a beater and they like race it. They try to yeah. soup it up and race it, right? Yeah.
1: Well it's <laughs> not even souped up, it's basically just they have to make it run for, you know, the whole duration. <laughs> but
0: now, I had two of the bots that I saw on your website that I wanted to ask about. They kind of stood out to me, either by their yeah. name or just by their look. The, my favorite name, Super Turbo Baby Puncher. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who doesn't oh, like shit. baby punching? It's hilarious. You know? that, one, that one, I think that one's got a picture on it. It's yeah. like it's the, big, the two big rubber tires and it has like a flail coming off the back. I'll admit, I haven't finished the pages for most of those robots because I've been so swamped and I'm also in the process of trying to assemble a complete archive of pictures and video where applicable. So I haven't put any pages up. But uh, Super Turbo Baby Puncher, weighed a pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually, it still exists today as a three-pound robot that's incomplete. Sweet. It 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 went up a weight class, and it, it was renamed to uh, STBP because... <laughs> You know, now that I'm in my 30s, jokes about punching babies that were funny when I was, you know, 15 years old. That's not it's not kosher. But the story behind that is I, I don't think the robot's decal is visible in the picture that's there. I think no. it was either damaged or it hadn't been applied yet. But it's actually a reference to a Photoshop from uh, somethingawful.com. They oh, did man. a Photoshop contest where uh, people took video game screenshots and like Photoshopped in stupid crap so in uh doom 3 there is a arcade game that's called super turbo turkey puncher 3 and <laughs> uh, i it's thought you were gonna be- say
1: baby puncher and i was immediately gonna go puncher, google
2: that that's the photoshop the yeah. photoshop version from something awful is super turbo baby puncher <laughs> and uh so but in the game it was super turbo turkey puncher 3 or something and it was meant to look like uh super turbo street fighter 3's arcade cabinet and you can walk up to it in game and click the action button, and you you punch a little turkey on the thing, and it uses the um, <laughs> original uh, the digitized fist from the the first two Doom games. It has the, the oh, spike yeah. knuckle on it, mm-hmm. and so it's that. like a, it was like an homage to their older games. And then with that Photoshop, like to me that was that was the funniest thing. When I was younger, I was like Super Turbo Baby Puncher is the funniest fucking thing to me right now. It is hilarious, it and is. I had this. <laughs> I had this robot that was off the wall. Like when we built, when we built Super Turbo Baby Puncher, the robot, it was one of those things where it was like the idea came before anything else. We were like, we've got a pound of weight to work with. What's okay. the biggest set of tires we can fit on this thing? Nice. And so I started going through some of my old parts because, you know, I'd been taking apart radio-controlled cars for, you know, three or four years back then. And I never threw anything away. I just throw it in a storage box, yeah. and you know it was one of those hoarder things where it's like, I'll find a use for this later. Uh, some, sometimes I did, yeah, and so I had these two big ass tires. I think they were like almost five inches in diameter, which is absurd. For yeah. a one-pound robot, yeah, I'm watching which, the video I mean, you, now, and it looks <laughs> absurd. <laughs> it's, and it was made from a radio-controlled battlebots toy, the kind you could you could buy at the at the toy stores back then. And we we had to modify the center part a little bit to be able to fit a custom battery pack in there because the wheels, like you you get you got 16 ounces in a pound. Yeah. Those wheels weighed eight and a half ounces. They were like slightly more than half. So <laughs> everything else on the robot had to be just under half a pound and like we even had to kind of skimp on like the flail because we wanted to put a longer one on there and maybe weld some like little thumbtacks onto it or something like that. So there'd be some bite to it. Instead, we just had to resort to taking one off the ceiling fan, you know, the pull chains. <laughs> we were like, well, that's going to be the weapon that's going to have to work. It's not going to hit worth the shit, but <laughs> that's what we're going to do. It's going to look and ridiculous though. If it, it, but it was, it was always a crowd pleaser, and the announcer hated saying the name, <laughs> which was kind of a running gag. Um, and it was in four fights. It lost all four of them. Uh, one of them was pretty close, and then we did win a rumble by virtue of surviving the longest and just landing the most hits with our crappy little weapon.
0: Nice. So you had to say it again?
2: That's a super tw- turbo baby puncher. Yeah, oh yeah, that's to- what I'm saying. Like you had to make
0: the announcer say it again. That's awesome. Like yeah, I mean, I know one time at trivia, I, I could feel the guy just gritting his teeth when he's like, "And the winner is Hurricane Sandy Hook." Like, <laughs> yeah, woo! Everybody in that Man, place I remember- hated us.
2: <laughs> when I I, I did a, I used to live in a the more metropolitan area of, of Texas for several years, and uh, I remember I did pub trivia with a, with a couple of buddies I had in, in town. And when we had to name our team, we named ourselves uh, s- like 7XL anime shirt or something. Oh nice. That's what we <laughs> that's what we went with.
0: That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, one more bot and then we'll move on to battle bots here. But I had to ask yeah. about the fatal contraption. Was that just a freaking NES?
2: Yes, it was. Uh, that nice. was um it was a robot that we built, it weighed three pounds. Uh, we managed to get it down to three pounds and it was one of those things that when we were done with it, it looked too good to destroy and we never fought with it. Uh, the story behind that is one of, one of my buddies growing up, uh, he was really, really super artistically inclined. And, um, when we were in middle school together, his brother, unfortunately, his older brother passed away and his older brother was also like really artistically inclined you know, he he his art style was kind of kind of similar to like Earthworm Jim and Toe Jam and Earl and, okay. and and that kind of comic book kind of you know that kind of like sketchy style. So my my buddy decided to kind of follow in the footsteps of his brother, and he wanted to do like really kind of crazy off the wall art stuff. So he had an NES that didn't quite function anymore. So and he happened. basically told me that what he wanted to do was he wanted to take the guts out of the NES and he wanted to build like a, a, a like a crazy custom shell with it. And he asked if I could fix it for him. And I told him, I'm like, you know, yeah, give it to me. I had been taking these things apart. We, I, we we were in high school by this point. I was like, i had been taking these things apart off and on and I kind of know about how they work. Yeah. And I, I did that, cleaned it up. I noticed there was some corrosion on some of the connections. I think I resoldered a couple of things for him that the corrosion had damaged and put a new... um. 72-pin cartridge connector on it uh. and gave it back to him, and it seemed to work perfectly. Uh, I don't know if he ever finished the NES project, but in exchange for fixing it, he said I could have the shell. So okay. I had this this shell, and I'm like, I could probably like fit the parts from one of my hobby tanks inside of this thing. <laughs> and uh, one thing led to another, and instead of putting the parts from a hobby tank in there... I decided to hack apart like a Tyco rebound or something that was stupid fast. (laughs) And what wound up, I mean, I'm not going to call it melty brain because it's definitely that's not what it was. It it wasn't really controllable with like an algorithm or anything like that. But I ended up with a little drive pod inside of this thing that only had two wheels. Mm -hmm. And I intentionally... Just put plastic for wheels, so it had little to no traction. So when it got spinning, it would just just go crazy oh. and rebound and and bounce around. And you could kind of gauge and kind of guide where it was going by holding one of the the two uh, forward reverse uh, drive sticks slightly, you know, more or less than the other one. You could kind of guide it to curve in certain directions, and oh, yeah. so you could get spinning and then you know kind of ease it into somebody. And the weapon was on the underside, on the four corners, we had these, uh, these tool steel uh, razor blades that we, that we made in the shop and stuck them on the bottom of the system. And we put this together. I'm like, dude, this is like the coolest thing we've ever built. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to put this in the arena because I know somebody is just going to cleave into the front of this fucking thing and they're going to blow the entire front end off. And it, we're never going to be able to fix it because we've got one shell. So <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it just kind of became a, a demonstration bot. I think, uh, I think I remember we filmed a couple videos in like my my mom and dad's driveway where we let it fight like a uh, like a a wedge or like mm-hmm. a bulldozer scoop or something, so we could get some footage of it, but it wouldn't be destroyed. So That's we fair, but, yeah. When, when, when we built that, yeah, it really was just a Nintendo on the outside, and there was little under the hood to reinforce that plastic. So at the time, that was like 25-year-old plastic, and it would not have held up to – even back then, like this was in a time before brushless motors and stuff. It still wouldn't have held up.
0: <laughs> no, probably not. I, I, as somebody who destroyed Mini an NES, I would have to agree on that.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
0: <laughs> Although to fix it, you just had to blow on it anyway, so I don't know why you went yeah, to all that that's- trouble. <laughs>
2: That's or the just thing that was that
0: cartridge
2: on top. People always say like you're never supposed to blow in the cartridge. That's bad for the thing and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, okay, first of all, if I'm not supposed to do it, explain why it always makes it fucking work. I know. Uh <laughs> secondly, that sounds like exactly the type of thing Nintendo would say to get you to buy the NES cleaning kit for thirty bucks, which is just a bottle of rubbing alcohol with a different label on it and some Q tips. Oh, yeah. So
0: I that was the one thing I probably did is I did buy one of those seventy seventy two bit connectors like as an adult when I actually had figured stuff out. Oh and yeah, I no, that, that, that actually again.
2: that does serve a practical purpose because when you're when you're putting cartridges in and out, in and out, in and out like that, you are gonna wear those pins down. They 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 make contact by friction, so if you keep putting games in and out over the course of thirty years, you will wear those pins out. So those they get bent. So that does serve a purpose, and also the fact that when Nintendo brought the uh, Famicom to the to, to uh, North America in '85, this was just two years after Atari ruined everything for everybody. Oh, yeah. So. They intentionally designed the NES to not look like a video game system, so that's why you had the toaster thing where you slid a cartridge in the front and you clicked it down. All those mechanical parts are going to wear out. Like, that's right. just a pain in the ass. Of course.
0: <laughs> now, did you play any of the BattleBots games that were out on the uh, – what was it? The Game Boy Advance or the
2: – yes. Now, I guess the
0: I guess the GameCube one never came out, but yeah, I've I've played an emulator of that one.
2: Um, yeah, I, was I, I have too. I, I I've I've played the unreleased version of the the uh, GameCube game, and my heart skipped a beat when I looked through the roster and saw that Super Fucking Ginsu was a playable character, and oh, I man. was like, Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you know, I had one of those nerd moments, and but then I realized he's a locked character and none of the unlock requirements in that prototype work so you can i can look at the model I can watch it spin around. It's season one Ginsu where it was as wide as a friggin' house. Oh, yeah. You know, while the saw blades <laughs> kept coming off. And I'm like, I want to play. Is this so bad?
0: That's such a tease. It's like having a basketball game. Like, oh, you got Michael Jordan on here, but you can't <laughs> unlock him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that.
2: It's not even a game shark code for it, man. Yeah,
0: no, you get to play with this like shitty guy on the Charlotte Hornet. Sorry about that. <laughs> now, would you ever want them to come out with a game like currently for, you know, like PS4, Xbox, PC, anything like
2: that? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, there there is demand for it. Uh, I know people... I know it's kind of... There's a little bit of uh, selection bias where when you're in the robot combat community, obviously everybody wants a video game and everybody gets really misty-eyed about the the GameCube game that never was and they get kind of pissy about the two Game Boy Advance games that were identical uh, and yeah. were also not very good. And people want to play... A robot combat video game. I mean, I'm sure even BattleBots wants to release one. Yeah, it's but, conducive to playing video games. I would think. Yeah, and it would be a fun game. It's one of those niche motorsports that there's not really any competition. Uh, Octopus Tree. I, I think it was Octopus Tree got or Gabriel Interactive that had the rights to the Robot Arena franchise uh, contracted Octopus Tree to make a Robot Arena Three. And even though we don't talk about that game, uh, (laughs) it's still evidence that even in this day and age, somebody is willing to try to make that gamble. It was a bad one because the game was bad. But if you look at the reviews of that game, so many people said, I wanted this to be something good. I I watch BattleBots on TV all the time, or I watch Robot Wars on TV all the time. You know, I wanted this to be a game. And I, I think if you do it right, if you make a game, I mean, I, I, there's some fan games that are that are on Steam right now. Uh, I think it's uh, not Robo Warriors, but there's one that's kind of like an arcadey, almost like a like a Power Stone Super Smash Brothers kind of you know Rumble type game. Okay, it looks it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, and I, there's uh, Robot Rumbles. I think somebody who's posted on Reddit is making like he's making a fan game, and that kind of features more like the, the Robot Wars competitors. It's all replicas and stuff like that. And yeah, you're I've in seen that the arena yeah there's people out there making these games because there is an audience for them and what it's going to take is it's going to take some like double a Mm -hmm. developer some some mid-tier developer is just going to have to say hey this this battle bot show is has had four seasons right now you know maybe you know we can secure a license with them and if not we can make you know a Non-agency, you know, yeah. bootleg one. Instead of tombstone, you got gravestone. You know, you can <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and can just make stuff like that. At somebody, at some point, somebody's going to have to take that first step, and when they do, and if they don't screw it up, they will find that. They're gonna make their money back and then some.
0: Yeah, I would be happy if it had like exhibition mode and tournament mode on there. I know people would complain like, oh, there's not a career mode where I can like sign a sponsorship deal with Vex Electronics or something like that. Like <laughs> <laughs> calm yeah. down. But you know, just just those two and even give me like sixteen to
2: twenty-four of like the best bots. Like I I don't care if, you know, I don't know. Like I mean, that's that's really kind of what the cancelled BattleBots game was like. You had um you, you had some of the licensed ones from the show, mm-hmm. and then you had... Clearly, you could tell which ones were licensed and which ones were made by the developers, but the, the funniest part about that game is that they had Mark Biro, like the ring announcer at the time, come in and record an entry line for every single robot, and that included the names of the robots that were built that were the stock ones that the developers came up with. So you'll have, you know, Mark Biro show up and say Biohazard, Dissector, Fang, Shrike, all these, all these classics. But then he'll also say like Atomic Monkey and Taxi Cab and uh my favorite is the Nut Cruncher and stuff. Oh, wow. like that. <laughs> so, but but yeah, I mean having something like that where you, you kind of get some of the likenesses of the popular bots and then maybe a couple, you know, ones that just look like combat robots yeah you, you throw them all together and have an instant action option off the main menu and maybe a, a tournament play it doesn't have to be elaborate it just has to be something to make a statement and then yeah that'd be a great barometer to measure against yeah.
0: it's playable and fun it's probably all i really exactly yeah you something
2: know. you could just drop in you know smash up a couple of couple of rounds and maybe play online multiplayer or something and yeah you know that's that's all you got to do exactly
0: all right so i got another uh, got somebody else in our corner here let me make this video game <laughs> well nobody has all said right.
2: no <laughs> so I now
0: mean... the BattleBots update website now your articles you come out with um you know weekly articles you know kind of highlighting the matches from the previous week so uh-huh. i want to ask um as far as like your notes as far as writing these articles is this based on your experience? Because uh, you told me before that you go to the BattleBots taping live. So it, do, you make, do you jot down notes while you're there? Do you kind of do it on recollection? Or are you more watching the replay on television before you come up with these articles?
2: Well, my, my memory is, is total crap. So I do have like a little <laughs> miniature composition notebook that I, I kept in my pocket the whole time I was there. So every time there was a fight, I would write down what session... Of the day we were on and then i would write down you know uh minotaur versus black dragon or whatever it was you now like for the for like the desperado final and then yeah. i would write down you know black dragon wins by decision three th- uh, three three to zero or you know minotaur versus lucky minotaur wins by ko and if, if there was anything um noteworthy that happened in the fights i would also jot that down because i know some of that stuff does not translate to the TV show, uh, yeah. so watching okay. like rewatching the fights, like the actual blow by blow of the battles, the TV air broadcast kind of reminds me of that. But for okay. example, when when Quantum and Blacksmith fought and that they got stuck together, okay, those sons of bitches got tangled up for a very long time. <laughs> like they got tangled up long enough for me to make a joke about Quantum entanglement that made Mark Satrakian laugh his ass off. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> so but they 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 did this fight, you know, Quantum bit down right into Blacksmith's top, you know, heavy steel armor. Yeah. And the immediately the fight got all kinds of screwed up and Trey Roski came out, the head of this with the head of the safety crew and they tried to separate these two stupid robots for like 20 minutes oh, with man. increasingly you know, bigger tools. At first, you know, Trey has a big long crowbar, like a big pry bar he comes out with and tries to unstick them. And then that didn't work. And then they brought out the hydraulic air cushion thing and or they tried to inflate the little clampers and pry them apart. And then that didn't work. And then they just wheeled the robots out into the pits. Mm-hmm. The guy the 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 floor runner the guy who says all right everybody in the audience, he's British so he yeah. has that voice sorry I've I've told I do a bad impression but he's like <laughs> everybody on your feet we're gonna take these robots right back into the into the pits we're gonna get them separated we're gonna go on with the next fight just a few minutes <laughs> and so they bring out the next guys and then they do that and then they bumped that fight to the afternoon taping session so when you sat down you know Joby that's the the the, the floor guy he says
3: yeah.
2: he says they're gonna they're going to resume a fight that had to be stopped officially the previous session. They put blacksmith and quantum about where they were in the arena. They say, go quantum bites down again, get stuck. And then uh, I think Trey Roski probably said a, like a whole string of profanities. <laughs> and <laughs> I probably would have too,
0: if I was there, like, come and then, on.
2: And then they just had, they, he tried for like a couple minutes this time to separate them. And when they didn't budge, they just had the officials call the fight and send it to the judges for, a, a special decision mm-hmm. and then they ruled in favor of quantum. But like that, you know, whenever you see it on TV, you got Chris and Kenny, you know, bantering and talking about the fight. You can see they, they hide one of the stucks with the jump cut. Yeah. Yes. But the second, the second one, they actually left in there because they had to just in the fight. So they had to have a point of reference to say, okay, here's our ending the fight. We can't separate them. But some of that stuff, like it just, you know, it, it doesn't make it to TV. So I do take notes about that. And uh, I try to do a better job at the end of every season. I do the uh, giant washer awards, oh, the yes. big fake prizes at <laughs> the end of every season. So I've been trying to take better notes uh, throughout the season. Like if there's a fight I see as it happened, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll write down some ideas I had. So like whenever Kraken was fighting Ribot and, you know, Kraken just bites off, all of Ribot's legs and stuff. I'm like, someone's gonna yeah. win like the Jeffrey Dahmer Award or something. I don't know. Cause that's that's real screwed. That's real messed up. And then you know, every year there's uh, fake awards that get given out every single year. So one of them is the the very tasteful Dale Earnhardt race hard crash harder award. <laughs> oh you know, no! Yes, Tombstone's getting that this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> I mean, there's no way it's not, but. Well, <laughs> so I, I would like I would uh, write I mean, down ideas for that. What about uh, uh Captain Shredderator?
1: That, well, well, I think that's Captain, a lifetime that, that achievement was last award. That,
2: that, that was that was last season whenever <laughs> Captain Shredderator burned up. But I don't that know. Was, Captain
1: Shredderator seems to hit stuff and stop working every time. But so, see,
2: it's it's specifically even even though like again, it doesn't I, have
1: to be a a left hand
0: turn. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Captain Shredderator wins it by the the. A Letter lifetime
0: Achievement Award <laughs> of, the,
2: of 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 that of that tragedy, but I feel like whenever somebody dies in a big fireball, like that's the spirit of the award, as tasteless as that joke is. But I think back to the other times it's been given out where it was like a uh, uh, stinger getting thrown through the air by a bronco with with its flamethrowers going, and it lands outside oh, yeah. of the arena. I'm like, that's why it won it that year, and that was actually I think that was 2015, the first year that I thought to 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 uh, do that, but. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I got to think of something for Captain Shredderator. They're 0-3 they, they're right now, right? They went in the Desperado and just lost immediately to Black Dragon, I yeah, think. Yeah, they did. Yeah.
0: Now, I had a question, too. Uh, speaking of your, you know, the Giant Washer Awards, one of the uh, ones I was going to bring up, because it had me nearly waking up my wife one night at midnight as I was leafing <laughs> through these, the most awkward team photo last year of Deviled Egg, because I was just like, oh, my God, yes. Um, I just I had no idea what the hell was going on with that team photo. I didn't know what they were trying to... And I never saw them fight, because that's kind of the basis I used to go, oh, you know, maybe I'll contact this team to art, like, interview them. I looked at that, and I just said, yep, and I kept scrolling. And I wanted to know if you had any... I don't any, know, man. That least... looks like
1: a pretty interesting interview.
0: Yeah, I, well i don't you i guess it could have do you have any nominees so far this season have you scrolled through the team photos yet like are there any uh you know candidates so far that you've
2: jotted down the the guy i think his name is bob Girardi, the guy that built daisy cutters got a really weird smile uh i i I don't mean to like call him out specifically but that's like my knee-jerk reaction that's immediately who i thought of uh just because he he's got a really goofy grin he his the uh, daisy cutter robot, we haven't seen him yet, but they're, no. they're, I, I, they were like never in the pits when I was back there. So I never got to meet them, but they they're, they come off as really eccentric people. And mm. there's a whole lot of them in the uh, team photo and I didn't run into any of them. So I, I thought that was kind of weird that they just kind of like vanished. But the <laughs> other candidate I can think of is I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the guy that built Kingpin is holding a giant goddamn bowling pin in his team yes. photo. So it's <laughs> <laughs> also something I was thinking about because I try to give like I try to make sure I'm treating it like a just it's it's like the millennial generation all over again. I gotta give everybody an award. Somebody I want everybody to feel included when we do the wrap up because some of these teams they'll they'll show up and they'll lose like two rounds or, or they'll get they'll get beat to hell like friggin' sidewinder gets its face ripped off and its yeah. weapon blows up and its batteries get yanked that's like come on man you think those people are gonna put that shit back together you know they, they, they oh got, yeah or they, ne- they got what their about nelly to or nelly yeah nelly got his face ripped off like you yeah know, that's
0: that is horrifying disturbing um but yeah i i, I was gonna nominate chronos and mate well rainbow's russian so yeah. i didn't know if i needed to i, I kind of threw that in, i, like- I rainbow Kronos, i think is
2: every every fucking year there's some team i i blame the guys that built mobius uh, because we, ever ever since then every single year there's like some team that dresses like somebody's mom gave him a gift card to like hot topic or whatever <laughs> Yeah, and chronos is that team this year yeah i, I well, just the one imagine. dude all the
1: way on the right looks like he's holding an invisible salami <laughs>
2: But what, what I like about the Kronos guy, the, the the main guy involved with the team with like the the comb like the half buzz comb over thing yeah. that he dyed green. He didn't do that just for Kronos. He was on somebody's team last season. I want, I don't know who it was, but he, he was on somebody's team and he had the same haircut. So that's that's just that's just his so that's haircut. That's just him. That's okay. Always, <laughs> that's the way he always looks.
0: <laughs> nice. I had I had one more I was gonna I mean this is my um I had an award I was going to see if we got nominated for, um, the You're Trying Too Hard Award. And that's whether it's a uh-huh. team that just, just needed to tone it down a little bit, whether it was with the bot design or their costumes or just their outfits uh, or, or their attitude when they were being interviewed. Was there any team that you can think of off the top of your head that may have fit that uh, description at all? Because I can't remember who I was thinking of. Kraken a little bit, but at this point, you know they're you know they're tried and true. So I didn't know. I
2: think I think Kraken definitely like maybe last year I would say maybe Kraken would have been like the trying too hard category, but Kraken is one of those like those robots that's like it's very thematic and everyone's involved. They're all dressed as pirates and stuff like that, and they get really silly about it. But Kraken's like becoming a good robot. Like it it bit through Ribot so. You know, when when it comes time to nut up or shut up, well, Kraken's gonna bite your face off. Like they're oh, yeah. just gonna come at you like a, like like a rabid monkey.
0: Wait. You know, um, who I think it was for me, and this could have been something to do with like the interpretation. Railgun Max was trying a little too hard with like beating oh the God, eggs before, stu- an or egg maybe uppercut. Thing. Yeah,
2: but, uh, I was like, uh, uppercut. They did the floss dance when they introduced him. I think right. They yeah, all did the, 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 the Fortnite dance or whatever.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind that too much. I think it's just maybe because I've seen Real Gun Max now like two or three times. I'm just kinda like I get it, it's an egg beater. Like you're trying yeah, too hard.
2: That that joke about the egg beater is kinda like We've only seen him twice, and I'm already rolling my eyes at it. Yeah, I think that's why
0: I kind of came up with that. So
2: I will say though, that KO they got against Shell Shock was pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, like it just I felt so bad for the kid driving it because as soon as his robot gets blown up, he just goes, "Oh, jeez." Yeah,
0: you, you know, you see these student teams, and you know that it's like this is a project that they've been working on for the entire semester, and just to see it get beat to shit sometimes is a little disconcerting. <laughs>
1: okay, I mean, that's,
2: um, but that's that's the sport, man. You, you
1: yeah, mentioned true. shell shock. I'm going to nominate them for most awkward team photo.
2: They, yeah. Oh, what do they got on?
0: Um, I, I think it's just the <laughs> teacher behind him kind of
2: looks yeah, ominous,
0: he's... like he's going to fail them or something. <laughs> um, like, yeah, sure, we'll call fail them. Nips. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's... <laughs> uh, now, um, I get, let's see. Is there? Is there one bot that you irrationally love and one that you irrationally hate just for no reason that you're just kind of like, I don't like this bot? It may not have to do any, anything with, like, the team members or anything, but is there one bot that you're just like, God, I love this bot no matter what? Yeah, like Cam hates Captain Shredderator, so he hates America. But I love Duck.
2: <laughs> you commie. Yeah. If they, if, if there was a robot that I had to pick that I would just say that, like, I just just love unconditionally, mm-hmm. I I would have to go with Blacksmith. Okay. Just just because Al, it's real easy to look at Blacksmith and be like, this thing's a piece of shit. It never wins any fights. It, it tends to not win any fights. Mm-hmm. But Al Kendall has been around in this sport for just as long as Donald Hudson and the Bronco Run, guys and Jim Smintowski. Oh, the, I'm sorry. The legendary Donald Hudson. <laughs> I'm, I'm going <gonna>, <laughs> to and spread former that. bad bots, uh, f- uh, former BattleBots bad boy Derek Young. But <laughs> so he he hasn't he hasn't won as many championships as these guys or any for that matter. But he has that experience, and that's the X factor. So when he shows up with with blacksmith, and it's this frigging thing that. People are putting flamethrowers on their robots. They really don't do anything. It's just all—it's just all stupid. He's got a hammer, and he put the flamethrower in the hammer.
3: Yeah, and, and it that's always st- works. That's,
2: that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but when when push comes to shove, and and the green flag drops, and blacksmith floors it out of the out of the box, you know, like like I think I put it in the article. You know, every time blacksmith fights, somebody is going to get their ass kicked for three minutes, even if that robot is blacksmith. It's going to be a three-minute fight. There's going to be a lot of punches thrown. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, Blacksmith, the, the, the fact that it's a crowd favorite, it's got merchandising. I mean, Al Kendall, he, he's smelling roses. He, he, came out, he came out ahead in the end. Not everybody gets merchandising and stuff like that, and not everyone gets the, the adoration of the crowd, but all it took was for Blacksmith to spend the entirety of 2016 getting its ass handed to it and not dying. Yeah, yeah a legend was born <laughs> oh yeah i mean you were entertained
0: with those fights it's like gigabyte my wife's comment about gigabyte is i love watching gigabyte lose and it, but it's it's hilarious <laughs> it's fun watching that thing spin around and get the shit knocked out i mean it's doing great this season but yeah i'm always entertained with Blacksmith. so i'm with you there on that one so yeah i mean that's yeah for some reason i guess i liked duck and then we interviewed them so we kind of had a soft spot for them but yeah mm-hmm. I, i've always been kind of a you know, even though it the fact that it doesn't really have a weapon for some reason like appeals to my old school nature,
2: the part of me that yeah, likes- D- duck is like it's it's like an idea from way back in the day, and it's just it's it's also evolved. You know, the 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 brick robot from the early years still a viable concept, just you have to do it differently. So apparently, all you have to do is make it like two inches thick on all sides and. You, know, yeah. you, you got that, but it, 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 to answer the other, the inverse of that question. I was going to say, let's get to the robot. hate part of this. Yeah, the part that I hate. I'm going to, I'm going to just go out and say Warrior.
1: <laughs> oh, okay,
2: yeah, <laughs> because, because like I'm buddies with the guys from Team Wayachi. Like they acknowledge that Warrior is a piece of crap. Okay, and they it 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 worked, and you know people seem to like it, so they would bring it back, and a lot of it was like. I don't want to say the producers did that, but uh they told me, you know, they brought Falcon this year. Um and they said they've been wanting to bring Falcon for a long time, but you know, whenever it came time to think of the robots they could bring, Warrior always came up in the conversation. So they always just brought back Warrior. They never got to bring Falcon.
1: When yeah. they did
2: bring Falcon, it turns out it sucks. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sucks just, real bad. It's, I it's bet it shreds paper great Warrior, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like whenever Warrior came out. Every time I'm like, oh, uh. it's it's this it's this thing again. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and it's but, such
0: a contradiction when you make <laughs> such a great bot like Sonowayachi and then have that thing come out yeah, too. You
2: have, you know, it's like Bob Ross always said: you you can't always you have to have a little bit of darkness so you can appreciate the light. Oh, so, it's, it is know. the Frito. Cor-
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the Frito Corleone of, of Waiachi bots. I'd say. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what. So Cam, what's your uh, what's your irrational hate bot? Um. Oh, do I have to do this? Yes, you do. It's you know. I think it's moved though from Captain Shredderator because kind of I know what Shredderator is now. So now I guess it's oh god, just, you're putting me on the spot here. Yes, I am. Well, I mean, I can tell you mine. Mine's Jaw. I, I guess it's Ice oh. Wave. I just don't really ice care wave. for Ice Wave for some reason. I love it, but I also hate it. And I know that's you know a lot of people are like no, That's a fun. That's a fun bot, and it's like gas powered and this and that. But for some reason, I never root for him, and I don't know why. But it's not irrational hate; it's just disregard.
2: I yes. will, I will definitely sing the praises for Ice Wave, just because when BattleBots came back on the air, Ice Wave is what we needed. You know, it, it gutted Chomp, it ripped its wheels off, it, it clipped a whole corner off a Razorback, and stuff like that. Ice Wave gave us some of those early, those good fights, those those killer knockouts that I think really helped bolster the show. And the last time we saw Ice Wave, unfortunately, it got decapitated. You know, yes. someone did the someone made a field good, good we like head, to see which that is too. good because it, it gave us that fight. But you know, Ice Wave, I feel like Mark Devitz. You know, he's he's got a gas powered engine on the thing. You don't really see that anymore. But now we got we got brushless motors. Uh, you, you know, the, it used to be back in the day if you had a, a gasoline driven engine, you kind of had a better power to weight ratio than most people did. But these days. The uh, the electrical equipment is kind of, you know, those parts have kind of caught up and matched it or exceeded it. So he's doing it because it's loud. It's fun. I respect him for that. And he's given us a couple good knockouts. But I feel like maybe Ice Wave's time in the spotlight has ended. It showed up. It served a very specific and much needed purpose when the sport was getting back on tv and now other robots are here to kind of carry that torch yeah
0: fair enough i can be easily talked out of that one i just you know some of the times it's we we confront our uh we've confronted some of the teams that i have talked shit about namely Spear spirit first (laughs) and they're really good guys and they admit sometimes like look dude i know it's not tombstone what do you want from me and you know, you just kind of have to be like, okay, that, that makes sense. I mean, I talked a lot of shit about it. That's okay. Band. He made it all better when he stole your best joke. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Earl's got a pretty decent-looking body building right now. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of interested to see what he's going yeah, to get. do. Yeah, he's got
2: his, – his robots, like it, – it's kind of really indicative of, like, the kind of things that I, that I would build. It has that old kind of flair to it where he brings it. It might not always be the most effective, but it'll surprise you. I remember – I think he built um, Aggressive – Mm-hmm. And went toe to toe with with Witch Doctor at a, at like an event in Florida, I think. And he got kind of mangled, but he put Witch Doctor on the ropes.
3: Huh?
2: You know, the guy that built Bale Spear is is doing that. So yeah. I, I can appreciate that. And plus, I, I can't I can't hate Earl Man. He gave us the Superman Punch, dude.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> and you gave him the award last year. The uh, Robot Arena Two counts as yes. CAD, right award. <laughs> Yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't put a picture of the robot. For the award, I just made a really crappy replica in Robot Arena Two in like a minute, <laughs> and I took a screenshot of that and that- used that for the robot picture. Oh my god, that is <laughs> just, what- just to illustrate the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is fantastic. I didn't even realize that, but that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, he- see, you, can't,
2: you, you can't even tell. don't no. even tell. I didn't, it's, mean, it's Robot Arena come to life.
0: His his bots are solid. It's just you know the weapon obviously needs a little work, but you know I hope I kind of hope we see earl back i you know i miss having him to kick around this year because when i try to think of like a you know a not so great bot it you know if i can't remember axe backward off the top of my head i kind of forget i'm like i don't have bale spear to pick on
2: now so, so. i think i think the the type of bots that folks like earl build we still need them today we need the bale spears of, of the robot combat world because when everybody shows up and everybody's bite force or everybody's Bronco or everybody's minutes it, are it's you yeah. get a lot of action. But I mean, when, when you look at robots like that, you're like, look at how perfectly expertly machined all this shit is. We can't do that. But then you got Earl, man, dude shows up with a pitchfork, you know, and he's got a robot that looks like it was built from a lawnmower yeah. and everyone is like, I can do that because it we, was we need, we need those robots. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I
0: mean, he builds them out in his garage in a farm in Jersey. So no, nah, I, I feel you. He's he's the everyman of uh, BattleBots or one of them too. I mean, it's not here and, and yeah, it's if everybody's tombstone, then nobody's really special at that point, right? Exactly. And you need these foils for. It. I mean, that's kind of why I rooted for Duck all these all this time. But uh... that's why they keep bringing Gemini back. Oh yeah, <laughs> now. Now, Andre, if you were elected commissioner of BattleBots tomorrow, what's like one or two things that you would possibly implement or change?
2: The floor. No, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna go straight to that. I'm no, the, I'm the reason wood, why too. they. <laughs> the reason why they haven't done that is because the the arena floor is actually like super expensive. But I can I can sympathize with them there. You know, re- replacing that thing, the battle box, is like a multi million dollar thing. But if oh, I yeah. were to change one thing, I would make the hazards more active again yeah that was one of the i mean even if they even if the robots have evolved to the point where getting beat on with the pulverizer isn't gonna like dent the top in like it did to you know ramstein back in the day which was a super heavyweight 300 pounds and still gets its it's oh, roof yeah. dented in by the pulverizer even if the pulverizers don't do that anymore they were fun man it's yeah. what made BattleBots BattleBots. battle bots you know it was like they fight and then sometimes they'll get pushed onto the saws and it's, it's cool. And then they got the hammers on the sides. And I really think like they've got the hell in the middle of the arena and they never use the, the damn things. No, you got them pop them up. I know that there's, there's a thing now there's like a clause when the show was picked up and went to ABC because there's like an actual prize involved. Like they had to take out the human element from the hazards. So, so Pete Lambertson, he supervises the construction of the battle box and the the mechanisms that run it, but it's all automatic now. So oh, he wow. can't. He's not just there, just you know, wacky compass gets put under the pulverizer and he whacks it forty goddamn times, you know, and, and ruins this kid's dreams. You know <laughs> that those those days are over, and it's unfortunate because. That was one of the coolest parts. You know, have the ramps pop up, man. Have the hammers come down. Have the saws come back up. I don't know why like they only come up in the last minute of the fight. Like, yeah. Back in the day they came up all the time. I know there's an element to strategy. It's it's to be about the robots, but dude, come on. When you see when you used to see Master Mecha Catbot get thrown by the saws <laughs> when it's, you know, that's better than anything Master Mecha Catbot's going to do on its own. That's I want to see you get thrown by the saws. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, well, like as long as there's no pit. I'm not a fan yeah, of Yeah,
2: I think the I think it worked in robot wars because robot wars didn't have the hammers and the saws and all. I mean you had you had the house robots and you had the pit and that was it. Like yeah. it was more about it that that was an angle of strategy. It was a different kind of strategy where it, it was more avoiding certain things instead of trying to get your opponents into it because you could just as easily get, you know, ripped apart by the sir kill a lot yeah, just I, as well as your opponent
0: I, well cuz i don't even know the names I, I don't know the bots when i watch robot wars so i'm really just watching for that to be honest with you
2: yeah <laughs> yeah you just you just want to see the carnage yeah, basically yeah. All, all all you need to know shunt is the one that looks like a big bulldozer uh sergeant bash they killed off he got veterans benefits and retired <laughs> uh kill a lot's the one with the big pincher and matilda's the one that jonathan pierce wants to have sex with <laughs> it looks like the, it looks like a triceratops <laughs>
0: Oh, okay. yeah, he has cool a dinosaur fetish like you with these bots, Brian. Yeah.
2: Well, actually, I, d- I did uh, hit up somebody and I-, I commissioned artwork of like an anthropomorphic triceratops with uh, big old titties. And <laughs> she's wearing a shirt that says Robot Wars and she's holding a big chainsaw. I basically showed the I showed the artist the cover of the game uh, Lollipop Chainsaw. And I was like, do this, but make it a dinosaur. And I, I did that. That was one of the first you know kind of memes i kind of gave to the community and i think that kind of set the tone for what was gonna come (laughs) (laughs) yes sounds like it
0: oh my goodness yeah i was i was gonna say like now with with the anthem from i can't even talk yeah from warpic with the triceratops how many breasts did she have
2: two i mean technically i don't know i don't think dinosaurs in real life actually had uh uh knockers so well i didn't know really
0: if you, i didn't know if you went total recall with it and just gave her the three breaths i didn't know <laughs> three
2: I was, <laughs> gonna say, I was gonna say i, I was i was kind of worried you're gonna say i don't know if you're gonna go like the canine route and give her six or eight i'm like that would just look weird i don't <laughs> like that at all <laughs> i don't know that's I get, creepy I like that's I, where i've my seen mind. I, i've seen art like artwork of that type i'm like uh uh-uh, uh no that's thanks thanks japan I'm i'm done
0: I can't wait to uh, write the write-up for this. Join us when we talk with Andre about hentai and... You know, like, okay. And the Triceratops brought with tits. Yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's, like, it's like, that's like YouTube clickbait right there. It's all caps. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, this might be teasing something that you'll write in your uh, end-of-the-year awards, but what do you hate hearing more? The phrase uh, primary weapon damage or just the desperado? Like from Chris and Kenny, like which one of those uh, are you just like if they never utter this phrase again it'll be too soon
2: I would say primary weapon I mean I know why they do it and I know that like the desperado thing was some was something that somebody came up with last season and it turned out to be like a success and it it really the 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 desperado was born out of the the way television shows are produced you mm-hmm. have this big moment. You, you know, you, you you kick things off with a bang, you end things with a bang, and then in order to prevent that bell curve from dipping down the middle, you got to spike the middle too. So you got to have somebody get an award at the middle of the show so that it, you kind of keep that momentum going. So that's with the Desperado event. That's how that came to be. And I, I can get that. I wish Kenny would say it less every episode. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to like the primary weapon thing, that's that's the kicker for me. Is just that i'm going to sound like a dick for saying this, but it sounds like a weasel word. It sounds like oh primary weapon. it's like uh no, 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 I, I need you to explain this for me because when you look at like uh for example, one of the things I was joking about I haven't put up the desperado article yet because the the broadcast schedules are kind of crisscross. Yeah. but you know, Black dragon beat minotaur yes. Minotaur's drum worked the whole time. Black dragons went out immediately, but it won unanimously. Because it shoved Minotaur into the wall for two minutes. I'm like, well, hey, it did the same shit against Texas Twister. I mean, yeah, it may have caught fire, but guess what? Texas Twister also caught fire. Texas Twister also lost its weapon. Black Dragon spent two minutes shoving that thing into the wall, and it still lost. I'm like, if it's, you got to make up your minds. Because it's not using its primary weapon when it's pushing people into the wall. It's using a wedge, which the rules state you get negative points for. So, which is it? You know, you got to you got to it needs to I don't I don't want to say be consistent, but it's got to yeah. be like, OK, either this manner of aggression and stuff, either this is worth something or it's not. Because had Black Dragon won the Texas Twister fight, well, it also beat Bloodsport. It would have been 2-0. Oh. It would not have even been in the Desperado no. if that was the case. So little little things like that. It's almost like you know a butterfly flaps its wings in China. You get storms for a week. (laughs) Little little things like that, when you extrapolate them, those can have pretty big effects. And it doesn't matter in the end because Black Dragon won the Desperado, so they're laughing all the way to the bank. True, but (laughs) you know it's it's things like that where they always emphasize like primary weapon, and I'm like, "Eh."
0: (laughs) yeah. And I don't even yeah even the judging on that. Sometimes I feel like if they're going to emphasize it that much, it's almost like a. Who made the cooler weapon contest instead of who actually Sometimes, won fight?
2: Because you got to look. I mean, we were talking about Duck earlier. It's like Duck. I, I, Hal, Hal Rucker. They did Duck versus Bombshell as the first fight of the first session of the first day. Mm-hmm. The first fight recorded of this season was Duck and Bombshell. And is it's over in seconds. And Kenny says, wow, Hal tell us about the you know improvements you made to duck and Hal goes well we have an active weapon that's a little more active this year and i'm just like this, this man just just dropped the mic i mean if kenny was holding it but if hal had it he would have dropped it <laughs> yeah. but you know it's like that's the foot they that's the start that the season had and it, he's kind of right it's like duck it has a weapon it's, it's got a lifter it's, it has a little pointy thing on the back that doesn't really do anything but yeah has an active weapon, and he does use it. So, how do you judge that against, like, Tombstone, which does real visible damage? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's weapons are. It's not. It's not just black and white. You know, there's there, there's a whole spectrum of how these weapons are used.
0: Yeah, and I feel like if if you've accepted the robot onto BattleBots, then you should consider it a leg- as legitimate a weapon whether it does, you know, as much damage or not. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a lot of things. I mean, I could go into the weeds on on that, so I'll, I'll, I won't bore you with my, uh, you know, like well, that's fine. I mean, on and on. Wait,
2: you also have robots like Double Jeopardy where it's like how do you even gauge aggression with the primary weapon with Double Jeopardy?
0: Yeah, because when they have if, one if it,
2: if it shot. You, yeah, if it shoots you and hits you, does it just automatically get all the points? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, <'cause, laughs> it's, yeah, because they do that, and then it's just like, all right, we're out. <laughs> yeah, then then they
2: become a wedge. Like that's just what they are. Yeah,
0: and there there are some that I've I've seen people on you know on like Reddit accuse of kind of either not really having much of a weapon or one that, like, easily kills so that they can just go to their wedge after that. But then, obviously, you know, the, if it goes to the judging, they're going to get screwed on that. So I'm like, I don't think they yeah. intentionally put some crappy weapon on there. So, all right, I got a couple more questions for you, and then I'll uh, we'll all get right. you to do our pop quiz. And uh, Okay. <laughs> um, so let's... If you were assembling a BattleBots dream team, let's say of, like, three or four people that have been in this sport, who would you pick for your dream team? Let's say- I would
2: definitely... Uh, uh, oh go, go ahead. ahead, I'm just like,
0: team Andre, you've got tons of money for this, you know you're being backed by I don't know Mark Cuban, and he's just like, Go out there, get my team win. Who are you picking?
2: I would definitely pick uh Christian Karlberg from team Cool robots, okay, uh or I guess c two robotics is what he calls his team now oh. because uh he he uh, um he he builds robots professionally he works he does he's done like military contracts so if you want to know how to build something that's going to kill someone, I feel like he's probably the way to go. <laughs> and he's also a former former BattleBots champion. Okay. Uh, and I would also probably say he's, he doesn't compete anymore, but I would say Mark Satrakian would also be on yeah. my team because he's an engineering genius. If you're trying to get something and it doesn't work, if you need a specific part, whatever it is, if there's, he's the vanilla ice. If there was a problem, yo, he'll solve it. <laughs> you know, he's 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 not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, pick mark for his designs because otherwise he's going to build like a goddamn spider but you know that's not going to win any fights um but (laughs) but when it comes to like that engineering know-how he's it's it's christian it's mark and then in order for like designing maybe doing the weapons i'd probably bring on and this is going to sound goofy i'd probably bring on the legendary donald hudson okay uh just because he he knows how to make robots redundant. You know, you got Lockjaw with the spinners, with the lifters, Dissector with the clamper, and the hammer. You got Tazbot with that stupid lifting arm that <laughs> swivels all the way around, and somehow that thing wins fights. Yeah, so,
0: I was going to pick him as my driver, so he would have been on my team yeah. too.
2: And then for the driver, I'm going to have to go with Paul Ventimiglia, because okay. in that fight against Yeti, where Bite Force actually lost part of its drive system, but Paul was able to make his robot look like it was still able to drive in a straight line by spinning up his weapon and using that residual energy in the weapon to kind of pull it forward so he drove with what drive he had turned the weapon on killed the weapon and then let that coast forward you can kind of see
0: that i remember watching that and thinking like you know yeah that was pretty impressive and i i I thought that was kind of what he was doing was you know trying to show control if you will exactly he's
2: trying to it It was the same thing as um when when Scorpios just shoved Ice wave into the wall for three solid minutes last season mm-hmm. at the very end, Ice Wave spun its weapon up to full speed and then killed it to demonstrate to the judges, hey, even though we got pummeled, this guy didn't break our weapon. so yeah. Paul having you know he's already a good driver, but having that foresight to know like, okay, we're on the ropes, you know, yeti's busted up one of our tires. Thankfully, Yeti is incapacitated because it's been flipped over onto its messed up lifting arms. So, in order to show the judges that we're quote unquote fully functional, I'm going to coast it. So the judges think, oh, okay, well, yeah, it still drives in a straight line. And it worked, you know, because I think had Yeti not been knocked over the way it did, Bite Force was not going to win that fight. So, Hmm. you know, Paul, he's the driver you want.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I, I was gonna have probably Paul and Donald on my team too, just in different roles. So yeah, they can always flip flop. <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know Donald, he can sh- put that stupid looking
2: wedge on the back of your thing to God. look. Donald, stupid. Donald though, he's got ninja reflexes because you can see in those fights. I think it, I think it. There's a few examples when it's fighting Duck Lockjaw gets popped onto its back tires, and if Donald kept going forward. He just would have rolled over. He would have popped the wheelie all the way over. But he knows, like it's a split second, and he nails it every single time. He just he kicks it in reverse, so it 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 brings the robot back down when when the wheels reverse in the the uh, the other way. So if he. Like I said, it's a split second, but he knows if he's going to keep going forward, he's going to flip his robot. And when he kicks it into reverse, he brings it immediately back down. Like those, those to, to have those reflexes still at his age is yeah. amazing. It's like this guy just—he just—he must just play like I don't know. He, I, he he would be a great speed runner to do like frame perfect video game tricks. That's
1: true. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a Fortnite champion well there
2: there
0: are (laughs) matches when i feel like they have no business winning and the only thing that made the difference is probably him so i i could definitely get behind that so now before we do our little like last pop quiz here tell us where we can find you online the website and uh you know where to follow you as far as like facebook uh you know myspace aol all that good stuff (laughs) we we didn't really even get into your uh your whole deal with the with
1: the yeah. BattleBots tell us a little update. bit about yeah. the
2: website
0: first before
2: we <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, sure. That. Uh, at the end, I'll 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 pack it on. Tell you where to go. Uh, my website is called Battlebots Update. It's BattleBotsUpdate.com. Okay. And uh, brief history of the of the the website. It originally started in some form in two thousand eight. A different comedy site that I was a, a columnist at. Uh, we were kind of trying to lead the way and help preserve battle bots like it wasn't on tv it's 2008 it wasn't on tv anymore yeah. it was it had been off comedy central for half a decade but i prided myself on having a complete collection of you know homebrew vhs tapes that I just recorded off the tv of every single episode of that show and nobody was putting them online and i started working with a buddy of mine and we started trying to digitize them and the technology wasn't there for us to be able to share those videos but we We kept eating up our bandwidth, Mm -hmm. but we would post an article. We would post an episode every week on the site. And then the very next day, there would be an article called uh, BattleBots Update, where I would look at the fights and kind of trash talk and make fun of them. This was 11 years ago. The the articles sucked. They were not very funny. And I maintained that up until the second season of the Comedy Central show. And then I resigned from that position and then kind of went my own way. Okay. Um, without going into too many details, that era of like 2008 around that time was a, a real bad period. I, I regret it. Okay. And in, in, in 2011, I kind of got my shit together and it just so happens on science channel. They did a TV special for one of the robo games events. And, uh, I wrote an article about that. So that was kind of in the spirit of BattleBots bots update. So you had it in 2008, you had a little brief, you know, Revival and name only for mm-hmm. one article in 2011, and then in 2015, you had the news ABC is bringing the show back. I'm like, oh, dude, I could do that stupid oh, yeah. BattleBots column again, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm not working for anybody right now, so I got to like do this myself. So, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I went and registered the do- I because it was I was solo, so I went and bought the domain and started getting it set up. I. Uh, worked in IT at the time, so I just hosted it from my employee plan. So that's why the site always went down, because it sucked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's why the site was always hacked, uh, because the WordPress was on a, a shared hosting environment. And mm. I, I just I kept on it. And I know those early articles were... I feel like they were a little more vicious than I, I wanted them to be because I, I've always I was raised on something awful and Sean Baby and Maddox yeah. and all these these belligerent assholes of the internet the early internet that was that was me man so as I've gotten older I've kind of I try to be more respectful and more kind of snarky and witty instead of just being like belligerent so those old articles are kind of like not a good look but you know it's it's been a work in progress and I've I've been very blessed that. Uh, Greg Greg Munson and Trey Roski are g- great guys. They're they're fans of the website. Mm-hmm. You know they've wanted to have me as after the first season that those first six episodes on ABC they wanted me to come to ABC's second season. They wanted me there. Um, I was able to kind of put some money together and have some you know get a little bit of help from from a couple buddies of mine to make it out there for the the second ABC season. And I've again I've been fortunate enough to be able to to keep doing that. And I've made a lot of great friends with it. Uh even like we were talking about the Game Boy Advance game earlier, uh this past season, I brought um I brought my copy of, of, of it and I mm-hmm. had Trey and Greg sign it. So nice. I have like a signed cartridge of nice. that's actually like one of the that's like one of my prized possessions. I have two Game Boy Advance games that I I actually I have three autographed video games this is real quick I got the BattleBots one I have a copy of ET for Atari signed by Howard Scott Warshaw himself Uh, and I I have a copy of uh, this is going to make no sense but I have a copy of Paws and Claws Pet Resort for the Game Boy Advance uh, (laughs) autographed by one of my favorite Twitch streamers because he's he's doing this thing where he's trying to like play through as many Game Boy Advance games as he can and uh, he was not able to beat that game because it's programmed so poorly that it cannot be beaten but he still sank like 30 hours into it this crappy pet simulator game so (laughs) uh, I had him sign my copy of it but um, so going back to BattleBots Update though you know I've always told jokes my whole life and I've been a lifelong fan of robot combat so I just I wanted to have that outlet and like I said I've been very blessed to have the support that I do have. That so many people are like they're in on the joke. They like it. They think it's funny. There's a few builders out there that don't really like the snarkiness, and I can understand that. You can't win everybody over, and you know sometimes oh, yeah. it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks to see a robot get kind of made fun of sometimes. Okay, like after, nobody you know.
1: from Chomp is going to be on <laughs> our podcast.
2: Well, actually, I'm I'm cool with Zoe. Zoe is one of my favorite people at the at at uh, BattleBots, and it was unfortunate that she. Wasn't there this year Um, because last last season uh, we ran into her in the pits and she was in the middle of something, but she recognized me. She was like, oh, my God, hey, how are you doing? You know, gave me a hug and stuff like that. And she said real quick, if you want, if you go out back around the pits where our our, uh, truck is parked, we have uh, a a bunch of empty fuel tanks from their flamethrower and the their hammer that huge had just destroyed uh <laughs> after chopping it up so we got to take a look at that and take some pictures and stuff and zoe was like take all the pictures you want go ahead go for it you know uh go go and go and be my guest and uh whenever uh zoe brought those those kids on to operate the hazards i couldn't remember their names so zoe kind of filled me in on that so she she's actually at first i kind of went hard on chomp because that season one chomp was like that sucked okay but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Chomp came back, Chomp kind of redeemed itself. It's you know it's not the best robot, but I like it from an engineering standpoint. Yeah, but it's
1: got some good you know, ideas in it. But it just the execution of yeah. Every time they, they, it they, takes a swing, it goes wild. Even if it doesn't they got, hit anything, they, they got
2: their aspiration. Their aspirations are set. Um, if you guys sorry if you guys heard that, I I cashed a check at my bank this afternoon, and then my, no, my mobile notification just went off. Ka-ching. So. <laughs> it, it is a ka Uh, but, you know, Chomp, the, their ideas are, like, way up in the sky, but I feel like if they just dial it back just a couple of clicks, they've got something. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like Yasha Little designed, helped design that weapon. He built the Judge. That thing's punching holes in the floor in the Comedy Central days. Like, he ain't stupid. Oh, you know, no. he's, you know, uh, Xander and Reason, you know, they they figured out the pneumatic flipper. Yasha figured out the pneumatic hammer. He's got it. He's got the same knowledge, but he's just got it going in the other direction. You know, he's, he's a great guy, but, uh, you know, like, like I said, I've, I've been blessed that, you know, some, there's been so much support because I've really needed something like this in my life. You know, th- these past several years have been uh, really hit or miss and really rocky, and I haven't really kind of been where I've wanted to be, you know, just in terms of my personal life and stuff like that. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: having the robot combat community... You know, you you guys, you know that you know y'all y'all are fans. All, all you know, there's almost four thousand people that follow the website on Facebook. Like that's the most that anybody's ever given a shit about. Like, you know, it's it it means a lot to me that there is that community aspect of it because that's what well, I need. Yeah, and hey, I I know. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just gonna
0: say, and it's oh. a fantastic website. And you know, thank we, you, yeah, we enjoy.
2: Like I enjoy reading it every
0: time. Like, you know, I mean, I get. Updates either from your Facebook or I just you know catch it on Reddit and I'm just like ooh and I pretty much go right to it and you know.
2: (laughs) Well, I've I've been writing comedy in some form since 1995, and somewhere along the line, I guess I got kind of good at it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know, as for where else I can be reached at, I really just have the BattleBots update website and then the Facebook page. Um, I I keep a really low profile online. You know, I have a lot of issues with anxiety and things like that, and just being out there scares the hell out of me. Yeah. And so for for me it's not so much that I'm like intentionally just trying to avoid the crowd or not engage with the community all the time. It's just sometimes I can't. And I know yeah. that a lot of guys a, a, a lot of people out there know that about me and I'm I'm just so grateful that everyone's still supportive that they know I'm out there and they think about me like you guys uh i i don't really do podcasts all the time because i get really wound up about things like that so yeah well
0: that's okay I, I, you have, have, I mean i've and i had to nag him a little bit but i was just like <laughs> i i really want this guy on because this stuff is just fantastic and i had to we you know, i felt like i had to have you on this podcast you're one of the people including like all the you know teams on Battlebots. That i was just like i really want to talk to this guy this would be fantastic
2: uh, and yeah i i really appreciate that like i remember after the the second abc season uh one of the guys that was uh organizing the the amas for the the subreddit they actually asked me it, the they they had two like non battlebots competitors to do an ama and it was me and it was mark uh elam who did the commentating for robogames those those couple years yeah. so they brought both of us on to do amas and i thought it was a lot of fun cool so
0: okay well um yeah well let's I guess get into because our wives are probably going to descend upon us at any minute. They're at my house watching
2: Uh-oh. uh what is it? The Bachelor, Bachelor? In Paradise. Okay. Oh, so, see, that's 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 the perks of being single. Uh um because I can just talk to you guys all night and then I can, I can go play Mario Maker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, now, this is just 10 quit um this is not like a trivia or anything like that. No theme? It's kind of like a Reddit who would win section. So I'm basically okay. going to give you like two or three, however many people, and you just tell Can me. Can I ask the first question?
1: Yeah, go that's for it. it. Is a hot dog in a bun a sandwich? See, I have well, to. That's I not had who to, would win? That's I just know, a sandwich, but, it, but go ahead. Just saying, I had to rephrase the question because somebody made a great point I saw on the internet the other day. Is if you just ask a hot dog is a sandwich, obviously it's not because it's just a tube of meat. So if you preface it by saying it's in a bun,
2: it's a sandwich.
0: All right, so weigh what? in on that for. You.
2: I mean, if, if if you look at the way that they make like bologna and salami, it's just it's just a really big hot dog. So you know, just just because it's a tube of meat doesn't disqualify it. Uh, but I'm going to say it's not a sandwich because the bread isn't cut all the way through. That's,
3: but
1: man, then what is, Subway? what is uh, Subway just... making? I don't get it.
2: That's I, I how have, Subway makes yeah. sandwiches. I haven't eaten a single sandwich from Subway that's been made correctly, then. <laughs> you don't argue.
0: You can't argue with the guest, Brian. Come on. Yes, now. I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, this is basically just a who would win. And I'll give you two or three, however many people. And you just let us know, or not even people, but things. And just let us know who you think would win. Um, so,
2: the first one. Smog Okay, uh, go ahead. okay. Is, is 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 this like a lightning round or do I have to justify my answers?
0: No, you can give us a little justification. We're not judge- okay, okay. we're not grading it. We're just judging you, you know, secretly <laughs> yeah. in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> There's um, no
2: wrong answers. All right, so the
0: first one smog from the hobbit or Drogon from Game of Thrones.
2: I'm gonna have to go with smog from the Hobbit because I'm gonna lose some nerd cred here, but as much as I love like medieval fantasy, I, I could not get into Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, uh I- I've always been more like Middle earth and Tolkien's world, man, I fell in love with that. So, cool. smog, I'm going to have to go all the way.
0: Well, I would have voted that too. So, that's all right. <laughs> now, the second one How in Hannah Rucker versus two of the Ewart brothers in Connect Four? Ewart. <laughs> Don't
2: ask. I'd probably say I'd probably say Hal and Hannah would win because the Ewer brothers would just fight with each other. Okay. They, they, they wouldn't agree. They would go for two separate strategies. They'd be like, "No, we're supposed to build up the pieces on the left side and go for a diagonal." And then you know Luke would be like, "No, we're going to go straight across the bottom on the right." Fuck it, I built Falcon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I could see Hannah playing it, and her dad kind of looking at her. She go,
2: "Dad, leave me alone." <laughs> uh, Hannah, but that's the thing is, is, Hannah would eventually have the final say on the decisions, but it would take forty minutes because Hal would be like, "Are you sure? <laughs> Did you think about all the? Did you think about the strategy and the solutions?" So, but eventually, we'd, we'd we'd get a move. It it, it, would, it would be like playing chess on. Uh, it'd be like a, a chess master on the. Uh, super NES. If, if you put that on the highest difficulty it will take 20 minutes to think of a move
0: yeah it's true <laughs> and it still be uh, Darth Vader or Harry Potter
2: oh, man i'm gonna i probably i would say Darth Vader just because i know Harry Potter can cast spells and he can he can transmogrify things but Darth Vader can cut that son of a bitch in half like yeah. that's you do not even boy. care i feel like it's closer <laughs> than i would think but lightsaber i'm still going lightsaber beats magic wand
0: all right um a drinking a drinking contest with all of the battlebots captains who do you think wins that
2: uh tim tim uh, rackley from yes. Ragnarok. i he, had that written down he did he, he would he would just not stop drinking like as long as you give him a place to piss he'll just he'll just drink just the whole time Yeah, and he looks like Zangief from
0: Street Fighter, so you know he can put away some brew. He
2: he is a big
0: dude. Oh Oh
2: my god, I met him in person. He, I mean, he's big horizontally and vertically. He looks like he could, (laughs) if like you tried to give him a high five, he would accidentally punch you to (laughs) (laughs) death.
0: Oh geez, Uh, number five. I had ten of these, but we um, tombstone with a ceiling fan as its primary weapon, (laughs) or shredderator as it is.
2: <laughs> I, mean, well, it's gonna, I mean, it's going to be Tombstone with the ceiling fan because yeah. all, I mean, in, in a worst case scenario, all Ray just needs to do is bump into Shredderator to still fucking break. Yeah, just so. bang him around a little <laughs> bit.
1: Just, just wa- you know, wander around until it
0: stops working. All right. Yeah. Number six, you versus Paul Ventimiglia
2: at Hexbug Battlebots. Oh Man, Paul would probably kick my ass because he's got a he's got his own robot as a toy. He's got the he's got that home team advantage. That's you know, he's probably figured yeah. that
1: out. Oh, I yeah. just saw a Vex Robotics kit of a snap together uh, bite Force. It looked pretty sweet. All right. Squirt- yeah, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I was, I was going to say, yeah, he's already, I mean, he's already got practice on the big one. He's going to have practice on the little one. He's pfft. True. <laughs> it's right. got, it, it has to be easier. It's like it's it's so tiny.
0: Yeah, just, I, you know, I would have given it to him, but I thought maybe you're going to pat yourself on the back and be like, "No, nah, I might get him on that one." So, um, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat versus Ryu from Street Fighter.
2: Hmm, uh, they both have long range attacks that they can spam, but I would probably say I'd probably say Scorpion because Mortal Kombat's entire you know lineage is based around like breaking as many bones as possible and having yeah. the blood code, so Scorpion wouldn't be afraid to like you know, tear someone like bend someone's wrist backwards and snap their hands like you're gonna shoot a Hadouken now? Come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> what I is Dragon like Ball Z? They, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're
0: bringing a gun to the knife fight, I'd say. Yeah. You know what the blood code is? Do you still remember that?
2: No, oh, I didn't have man, the Super I had
0: Nintendo. It. Oh yeah, you're asking. The I had Genesis? I had it
2: written down. I had it written down. Uh I had I had a cheat code book that I bought at a book fair at school, but because I bought it from a school, it did not have Mortal Kombat in it. And I remember I looked it up at a friend's house. And I wrote it on the inside cover, and I don't remember.
1: <laughs> the uh, for Sega Genesis, it's uh, abacab, a b a c a b b.
2: Yeah, and then you, uh, doesn't it say like excellent, or it says yeah. the, or, yeah, something, like yeah, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, let's see the Kingpin Battlebot versus me driving Bite Force with only five minutes of practice.
2: I, mean, I would i mean i'd probably say you with bite force yes. because as because kingpin's kingpin's weapon is it's funny as hell but it's 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 not designed to transmit any of that energy well uh so i think if you got bite force as long as you're pointing the front end at him you're probably safe
0: yeah i figured i you know it One little tutorial, I might have that. All right, two more here. And this one, based on a movie I just saw. Jason Statham versus The Rock.
2: Oh, man. I would say Jason Statham, because his name isn't Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) He has a cooler name. Fair Uh, enough. He... He doesn't need he doesn't need a, a stage name from from wrestling to sound cool. You see Jason Statham, you are like that dude was in Crank, that dude was in the Transporter. He's gonna kick everybody's ass.
0: Oh yeah, I am a fan <laughs> of both of them. And finally, Axe Backwards versus Lockjaw, but the legendary Donald Hudson is on Molly. <laughs> I was bored when I wrote these. I am telling you.
2: X <laughs> backwards weapon ain't fucking working it's he's not gonna win <laughs> Like it's gonna be I think I think honestly I think if uh if if the legendary Donald Hudson was on MDMA, I, he would just become even more hyper focused. He would be able to envision like you know how like um uh I' I don't know if you've seen the programs, but where like it shows like an AI trying to learn how to play Super Mario and it shows all the different paths that Mario can take. Yeah, it like it like draws them out. That's how Donald Hudson would see the fight. He would see Lockjaw as Super Mario and all the different paths he could take at any given time if he was on that, and he would still win. That's a It'd better be an- unfair. That's a better answer than
0: I ever could have <laughs> hoped to get out of that question too. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, we'll we'll let you go here. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, if if anyway, if you uh, enjoyed this and you want to read more, go to BattleBots Update. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. When are you going to um, possibly have the uh, The Desperado tournament article up.
2: Uh, I'm still going to do that on this this coming Thursday. uh, Okay. With the the sixth or seventh or eighth, I think I I don't have a calendar handy. Um, I kind of actually I know that the Science Channel. I've been following Science Channel because they have the bonus fights, but uh, the Science Channel broadcasting is going to get kind of bumped back down the schedule. So I don't want to. I want to write them when they're fresh, the articles. So what I'm going to do from this point onward is. I'm still going to do the Science Channel fights, but I'm not going to include them with the articles. I'm going to do like one post at the end of the season and just do all the Science Channel fights. So I'm going to from from this from the Desperado onward, it's just going to be the Discovery Channel episode. So it's going to be this Thursday and then I'm going to make that kind of awkward shift and I'm going to try to do it. Every Monday or Tuesday afterward for the rest of the season, and we're going gotcha. to see how that goes.
0: Well, that'd be a sweet little bonus article for us at the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean,
2: I'm still going to cover it because I know they're also going. to... I'm going to treat them like the unaired fights, basically, because I know their uh, uh, BattleBots has posted some of the fights to Facebook for supporters. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think P1 and Sidewinder is for supporters, so they are going to eventually put those online. So I'm just I'm going to do articles for all those as well. So I'll do the Science Channel fights at the same time
0: okay that sounds good yeah we'll uh i'll definitely be reading and hopefully maybe we can have you back at the end of the season when we can talk about all
2: the fights yeah, absolutely yeah i would i would love to tell you all about how axe backwards uh, make, makes a comeback and wins the champion oh wait <laughs> oh no shit no <laughs> i should have said that huh? uh,
0: well andre from Battlebots update thank you so much
2: thank you guys for having me i i, I really appreciate it
0: all right thanks take care
2: you too Bye.
0: So how fun was that? Yeah, big thanks to uh, Andre, aka Draco, from BattleBots update. Uh, be sure to check out that site. It is one that um, it's it's on my favorites. And honestly, after we got done, because we recorded this the next day, the magic of recording. But uh, I went back and read his article from episode seven and. True to form, like I said during the interview, I was cracking up in bed with my wife asleep next to me. So I was kinda, you know, snickering, trying to hold it in, like <clears throat> but uh well I didn't sound like a thirteen year old girl. But yeah, it was uh you know, it was it was funny. So yeah, again, big thanks to him. That was a fun interview and I and can't wait to super good sound quality. I know. Yeah, the the magic of the Discord chat, apparently. Get microphones, people. And get Discord. It's pretty yeah. decent chat, great phone service, apparently. Oh, uh,
1: so uh, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the Desperado tournament. Uh, we won't go obviously fight by fight, but you would have thought, like leading up to this, mm-hmm. like how many robots were oh and two, one and one, uh, maybe you know sometimes even two and one, mm-hmm. like just this was going to be a stacked field.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it was a little top heavy, but it wasn't quite. I mean, you still got the. A, it was weak. You still got the luckies and I hate to say it, shredder raiders and yeah. some of those teams that at this point now are just kind of there to get beat. And um, yeah, I mean, I, no I did Gemini think, though. I don't were know they what? not in there? No, they were okay, not. okay. <laughs> maybe I was watching the week before. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, they were. Uh, they're basically just in there to lose. <clears throat> Well, I'm sorry, Gemini.
0: I was I'm sure some people thought maybe Bronco, but they were only 0 and 1 at the time. So obviously time to turn that around. I saw some people say, well, why did Gruff do it? But I would say to that, not really a big win. And they may not get a chance to have an impressive victory. So even if they had gone, why not? Even if they had gone three and one, I could have seen them getting excluded unless we get another last chance rumble. Well, it's like it's Which, not like they're getting knocked
1: out or anything either. So, I mean, why not?
0: You say that, but I'd it say... it sucks
1: to get stuck on the floor. Yeah, well, I Fix exact. that, BattleBots.
0: I, I did. I asked Sam about that, too, and he just kind of said, yeah, you know, it's, it happens, unfortunately. So, yeah, I, I would say, though, losing, if you're one... If you're gruff, losing in that for all intents and purposes... Probably puts an end to you getting an automatic birth. Last chance rumble stuff possibility.
1: Yeah, well, and, and we
0: may start don't. hearing about the last chance rumble like we've been hearing about the desperado. Oh god! And please I, no. <laughs> I, have, I have some thoughts about that too because I think I don't really like the six team like free for all for the one spot. I'm uh, not a huge fan. My idea for it was. Well, I mean, I I think it's fine
1: just because. I, it's fun to just throw six robots in the ring and let them go
0: at it. Well, here was my thought. First, no one four teams, by the way. Um, but secondly, <laughs> have two four-team rumbles. You beat Tombstone. Yeah, well, you know, that um <laughs> <laughs> Instead of one six-team rumble, because I just feel like that's too much in the ring. It's almost like having a basketball game where each team has 11 players. It's like it's just too crowded out there. Nah. The cameras can't follow it. You know the judges can't follow it. Ask, ask Hal about that. He might agree. So I say do two four-team tournaments as play-ins. And then as soon as there's only two robots left, if it results in a knockout, then you quit right there. Or you just go to the cards and then the top two from each qualify for the final four, there you get two extra matches, and there could be some teamwork that comes into play. You could see some teams go, hey, um, let's team up and knock these other two bums out and just get going. Last season, they tried that tag team match. It failed, you know, badly. Well, because so a sp- dinosaur stepped on it. Well, Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but this could be you know, your possible teamwork thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it could be, you know, something of that ilk. So you could get a little something extra out of it. And then, like I said, you reduce a little bit of the clutter and you make it a little easier for the judges and the spectators and the poor cameramen that were just last year. It was kind of like, Oh, there's hit over there. Oh, there's hit back there. Oh, Oh, this one's smoking! Oh, oh, what's going know. on I'm, there? And it was just I'm
1: still all for just throwing six of them in there at once.
0: Yeah, it was just it was chaos. It was like trying to yeah, watch. Yeah, it was. It was like trying to watch the TV NFL channel where all the screens are like small. Like they give you nine of them. It wasn't like, that bad. It and it was all over the place. It was like though. having three
1: games on at once.
0: It was. I had no idea who was winning. I had to watch it three times to really go okay, like one hit that I think they kinda gave bombshell credit for, it was really duck kind of knocking a uh, gigabyte into somebody. Yeah. And I was like, really? That's Duck's hit. But stuff like that. But anyway, that's I'm not saying it's a great bring idea. me chaos. It's an idea. Well won't we put sixteen <laughs> in the ring at once then? Well, and one of those sure. teams is the four horsemen. So there's like okay. nineteen bots in there. And the and Gemini, we can get up to twenty. Yeah, we'll just Pour pancake batter in the ring too, whatever, <laughs> and syrup. Well, I mean, it it kind of reminds me of you don't like Robot Wars that much, and part of what you said on that was that it was a little too busy. I mean, I know there's like, you know, a, a moat and a dragon and robots in the corner yeah. and pits and all that stuff, but kind of the same thought, I guess. But who knows? So I, anyway, I just
1: I I don't like the pit that just.
0: So back to the last chance rumble. Anything I mean, um Desperado tournament, you mean? Oh yeah, that's right. Obviously we had um Black Dragon, aka Bad Dragon, Google it, uh <laughs> come out victorious. One question though, I mean like, I just said it's kind of a death knell if you don't win it. At the same time, could you see Minotaur possibly still making the well, tournament?
1: I mean, they gotta have two strong victories because really the two wins they had in the desperado tournament, it was what lucky and um, end game, end game, which I mean, end game is yeah, I mean, they started out strong last year, but since I mean, they've just kind of fallen apart, so
0: yeah, one and three. I mean, and even then, kind of a I don't know if they would have lost that match, but a little fortunate that Gruff gets stuck on the floor, yeah, so it's it is definitely not a great season for end game, but I mean, it would take. And I, I do expect Minotaur is going to get some more, like, big level matches, you know. They're yeah, not going to put him up against some pud, like Unicorn or whatever. No Just offense.
1: whatever they have done to that drum spinner, like, I guess they made it bigger, heavier, whatever. It's just, when it works, it seems to be out of control.
0: Oh, so, you mean Minotaur? Yeah. yeah. yeah I
1: mean, that, like, when he was fighting Black Dragon, just could not...
0: It seemingly couldn't keep two wheels on the ground a lot of times, I know I think they I guess they couldn't leave well enough alone, and I get it when you don't win, you know you feel like you need to go back to the drawing board, although there's probably about fifty other teams that would kill to have Minotaur to yeah. be honest but and you know maybe next year the the luck breaks for you differently, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I guess they figured it was one of those things we've got to step our game up so we have to do something different and you know, and the, we we watched this over months, but it was only a two week span. So, yeah. if something goes wrong, it could just be wrong for the entire tournament, and there's just not enough time and engineering to fix it.
1: Yeah, I, I think that might be what it is. Like maybe they just have that one drum. They didn't. Maybe they didn't bring the old one. I don't know. But it's, I mean, it was kind of a letdown for them to to lose that fight uh, for sure. But I mean, they I say they definitely lost it so
0: yeah um highlight of it though was seeing black dragons exuberance and winning oh, yeah, that tournament that,
1: they were shy. well my favorite part of it actually was when they went to hand them the uh the giant bolt like the little scrawny captain kid he's like goes hand it and uh and kenny's like yeah man, you watch out it's
0: pretty heavy yeah i mean if that <laughs> took the whole team to lift it if that thing's solid i'd have to put my back into that a little bit too i mean yeah And I I gotta say, though, like, outside of winning the championship, that would be pretty cool, right? Like, you would take maybe a a Desperado win, and then maybe you lose to, like, I don't even know, like, uh, Hydra in the first round, and you're out. But you got that big bolt. Yeah, and I mean, Black
1: Dragon, they seem to be pretty under control for, uh, you know, for how hard they hit, so thought it was a well-deserved victory for them they
0: they almost lost in the first match yeah but and i even thought that they i thought they won against texas twister the one match that they have lost this season yeah that i mean that one could have gone either way and for it's, me you know it's it's like Cause the, they were both broken by the end of the fight yeah, so. and it's it's like the butterfly uh, butterfly effect draco talks about where if they win that fight they're not in the desperado and yeah know, who knows what else is going on so that's so, what does that tell you? Again, we can blame the judges
1: for everything. <laughs> and that we don't know anything, I guess. So, now, halfway point in the season, uh, who's, your, uh, who's your most impressive robot so far? Um, you mean just overall? Overall. Isn't it still...
0: It's, it's still bite force, okay, right? Okay, it's
1: still bite... Okay, who's your... Let's, okay, let's say most impressive newcomer.
0: Oh, Complete Newcomer? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you... Death Roll was in it back in 2016. I guess it was just a completely different bot. Oh, well, it's nothing that I remember. So if you don't count them, then I guess it has to be Hydra. Yeah, I can see
1: that. But I kind of like Death Roll because of their their self-writing mechanism. It's like a cut-off arm with a knife in it that's oh, pretty yeah. sweet when they had that
0: last victory against uh who's the giant uh, claw oh uh quantum yeah and they and, were
1: celebrating
0: oh <laughs> when they, when they brought out like the stabby stab i was losing it over at my house because i didn't know it did that
1: yeah oh that and was great
0: i just thought maybe that was like a gimmick they had for the pits like hey look at this it's funny but they broke it out and i was just like that's best taunt ever yeah <laughs> Best taunt, yeah, it's it, by far. Yeah, I mean, Duck had that with its like pirouette after its first or first or second match.
1: I think it was the first one because that was the one where basically Bombshell ran into it and died, and so Duck was sitting there tumbling around. So, because remember, the second match was
0: against Cobalt. There was no celebration there. Oh yeah. <laughs> so is is your biggest disappointment Minotaur or? We go on Bronco, too early to say on Bronco. Uh,
1: well, uh, so with Bronco, I'll just say like if you combine, I mean, I, I guess if we're talking about this season, because I just, the, I keep going back to the live event that they had before in Vegas mm-hmm. and just watching them get so thoroughly owned by a Witch Doctor and watching them get so thoroughly owned in the first fight they had this year. I mean they've been pretty disappointing but at the same time I hate what they did to their bot. So
0: I I kind of feel like that's another one that it's it's sorta it's been the same bot for years on end now and except they added those plangers which made it a thousand oh, times love worse. So it's like maybe everybody else is just catching up to them and going past them. I mean, yeah. it happens in other sports too where you get a team that just keeps the same players and the same defense and teams start figuring them out. They are no longer the darling flipper of the BattleBots world. I think it's, it's, it's huge. It's not, not huge, huge. It's big. It's like really long, like a freaking Cadillac. And it's kind of, you know, teams are starting to figure out it's not that hard to get to the back of them. Yeah. And, you know, even those plangers aren't really doing what you would hope they they
1: Yeah, they hurt them so much more than they help. Like, I still don't understand after last season how they still made it on the bot for this season.
0: Oh, yeah. Now, I've got a list here of about seven or eight teams. And my question, contender or pretender on these? Okay. Uh, are you ready? Sure. All right. The first one we just mentioned, Death Roll. Uh,
1: they're kind of right in there in the middle. A pretty strong weapon. Yeah, I guess um, by
0: contender, I mean, like, do you think they'll make the playoffs? And could they win a, game, a match or two in the tournament? Not mm, necessarily I mean, are they going to win it all, but... Are they going to be in the mix? Uh, death roll. I'm going to say they could for sure. I, I'd say they're a contender. I mean, it's they're three and zero now. I'd yeah. say the tournament is all but a lock for them. I don't know. Yeah, if even they if
1: could. they lo- lose the last one, they might get it like a
0: ten seed or something like that. But I don't know if they could win it all. It wouldn't be the absolute biggest surprise in my life yeah i
1: mean they haven't really gone up against any super strong weapons yet
0: yeah got a little lucky against endgame yeah i know endgame is still a powerful weapon um but i'd still say contender um hypershock oh contender absolutely okay yeah i mean i do think it's work will bale's spot is working well so far i'd say even with one loss they probably still make the tournament as like it you know 12, 13, 14 team. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he does have, he seems like he's fixed some of his problems and it's always been mobile and fast. So you get some of the, uh, you know, defense and consistency with your weapon fixed and that's a, you know, that's a threat. Um, It's vicious. Hydra. Uh, A lot of talk on Reddit. Like, have they replaced Bronco? You know, and there are people, it is possible that. People are counting out Bronco a little too soon and anointing Hydra, but they have looked better so far.
1: But Hydra hasn't, I mean, who have they really gone up against? It's, eh. I'm not re- Yeah, I'm saying pretender at this point.
0: Okay, I'm going undecided on this one. That's a cheap middle ground, but yeah, that was a nasty bender. Yeah. C- Catching on the fingers? <laughs> We're something? watching basketball. No, he caught a bat to the mask. Oh, no, on oh, the wrist. Bat. Oh yeah, so his hand that doesn't feel good. No, that
1: was a wicked. That was a wicked googly right there.
0: All right, so <laughs> next team, Railgun Max, who we talked about in the "Are you trying too hard?"
1: category. Now they've had their wins have been impressive, or at least the last one they had was impressive against the Turtlebot. Yeah, uh, I'm still yeah, gonna but- say pretender
0: though even then against that bot who no offense is not a title contender they were smoking at the end of that and yeah, they only gave that's... out one hit yeah and they I'm, were smoking I'm, just, I'm
1: gonna say pretender
0: i don't think they've yeah I don't, I don't think the teams they've played are really that impressive yet and i think they're gonna have a reckoning coming to them when they do put them up against a nastier yeah. bot so and quit wasting eggs you know they're starving people where you live yeah and <laughs> As it doesn't, my dad would yeah, say i
1: mean it doesn't matter you press the button with a whisk get over it all right um black dragon aka bad dragon google it uh, well i mean obviously they're a contender because they're in the tournament <laughs> so, true that's true um, they, and they've i mean they beat minotaur so do you yeah, think they absolutely. can win a match in the playoffs absolutely
0: okay i do too tournament playoffs i know um texas twister
1: get that out of here that's garbage I'm gonna
0: I I'm, I'm gonna say garbage but pretender yeah, yeah I don't think they're gonna go far I mean, well, I mean they did they I, did beat black dragon aka bad dragon Google it well I would say, <laughs> is that gonna that's be gonna be, like be like my leg- Donald Hudson yeah, I was yeah. gonna say
1: the, is that gonna be your legendary Donald Hudson yeah I think so uh but no I mean it's I think it's a it's a ripoff a Valkyrie ripoff
0: that's not as good well I don't I don't think that they're I mean I think it's a 2 and 2 which is not bad but it's not it's definitely not contender status here. I got two more and then we'll do our top 5 and get the heck out of here. Okay. Scorpios team of our good buddy Jen. Ooh. I
1: mean they're undefeated so far. Yeah. Um it's a bot that's powerful and has great
0: traction but I just I can't get on board with the weapon. I think they're almost a lock for the tournament and could be somewhere around an eight, nine seed. I don't think a win is out of the question. I mean, I, I don't see them winning at all, but I could see them as a contender. Well, so, I'm,
1: I'm going to say pretender just based on this because so when, that saw, when they put that saw blade back, basically when they accelerate, they lift their ramp up. And that's how much just. Coors
0: light right now. What?
1: Sorry, commercial. Wow, I didn't know I was that uninteresting. You didn't see that commercial. Pretender. Go ahead. Nope. Okay. Pretender.
0: Rewind your DVR. Rewind. Move on. Okay. It was a woman, by the way. Um <laughs> No,
1: I, I hear you. Did she I have
0: sh- nice cans? Of course, like Yeah, they yeah, it literally was cans. It wasn't bottles.
1: <laughs> My wife is shaking her head.
0: Yeah. So much. much. <laughs> She's going It was deep sixes team again. <laughs> boom boom. Okay, what's last? It's more like a limp three over here, right? I wanted some crickets chirping. Yeah, I was gonna say we need to call. Uh, <laughs> I know that was a Earl terrible one. one. Yeah. Um, finally, Gigabyte. Nah. Uh, I mean, they've had a good season. Uh, well, I mean, they're yeah. one and one, right? I think they're two and zero, oh. and they? a win against Minotaur. Who, who did they beat besides Minotaur? Uh, a team that wasn't Minotaur. I know, but I don't remember them winning a fight. I mean, do you want to pause it while I look it up? Well, no, I'm not. Exactly. I'll talk through you looking it up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, um, nah, nah. okay. Well, just tell us then why you think they are not, even if they are two and zero.
1: Uh, just it's the full body spinner thing. They're just not reliable enough. They I, they tend to you know cause themselves destruction. So,
0: are you projecting Captain Shredderator on them though?
1: Uh, no, because they usually get rocked anyway.
0: Oh, you said it wasn't a big win. They beat Kronos. Oh, that's
1: right. In the, uh... The that, Kronos. In the very first bonus match
0: yeah. on Science uh, Channel. All right, so I'll, I'll give you that one. I mean, I would say I would lean toward Undecided, but I guess I could say Pretender on that for now. But I counted out, you know, I counted out Rotator last year though. So, I reserved the right to be wrong. I counted out Rotator
1: after I saw their first fight this year. But it's I don't know, Rotator to me isn't the Rotator that we fell in love with.
0: Well, he hasn't had a chance to be
1: this season though. Why not? Cuz didn't he didn't he like break something and apparently can't use his discs? I just
0: thought that it's been bad matchups every time for the discs.
1: Uh, I don't know. I I remember them saying something about like they broke it in the, in the test box or something, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it, it is it's again it's one of those things that's only 2 weeks, so things happen. I'm still a believer in rotator though. Um and I still think Victor is a you know, he's a very good pre-game strategist. I will give him that. He is absolutely great at that. All right,
1: so what do we got?
0: All right, so top 5. Uh, you asked me this the other day. Uh, let's go five and to one. I came one. up with four. Okay. Um, do you have any honorable mentions for five? Mm. Let me throw some teams possibly out there for this. Um, uh, Gigabyte? No, okay, never mind. Lockjaw, possibly. Um, Can I go with Slicey Dicey? You, you know, we, we might have to give um, Kurt from Act Backwards the uh, take on all comers award, yeah. though, because he... <laughs> will fight anybody anywhere and really doesn't care it's like oh, you break my bottle fix it no big deal yeah i mean get back out there
1: i i don't know that axe backwards is gonna get fixed
0: after that last beating it took but he'll bring it back he'll he'll fight tombstone next he doesn't care i mean you (laughs) you are right and that guy does have maybe the best attitude of anybody there oh yeah he's having fun um so let's see like Whiplash, Hydra, Scorpios, Hypershock, uh, Black Dragon, Witch Doctor. If you're not that high on them, uh, Duck. Well, on, so okay, so Tombstone. This is my
1: personal top five. Okay, so just well, just give us five first. Well, just, yeah, five just for me, just because I really like the design and I hope it performs better than it has so mm-hmm. far. Uh, is Shatter. I just I like the strafing and the hammer works. When the hammer works, it works great. You know, again, Adam daring
0: was, to be different this season. That's the kind of
1: teams that we gravitate towards. And, and I kind of wanted to see them in the Desperado tournament, but they did not.
0: Well, I mean, I guess maybe they think they could still make it, and that's the dilemma with the one and one teams. But uh yeah, I mean, I think they still have a chance to qualify on their own, so I'm not going to put them top five yet, but they have been a very promising bot. And I have seen teams, uh, I saw, uh, who is it? Warhawk used that a blade of armor. Yeah. So I think a lot of the things that Adam is trying to do might start getting adapted. You know, he's trying some new things and apparently it's, you well, know, it's got people's attention.
1: And ribot does it just with frog parts. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I'm, I'm looking for my list. Okay, um, number five, I had Hydra. Okay, oh, and I found my list. Sweet. You know, I... Well, I may not... They might not be my favorite team, but the Waiachi guys, you know, when they put their minds to it, can build a good bot, and Hydra looks pretty good this year, and it might be what Bronco used to be, I guess you could say, which was never going to win the title, but could make some noise well, I, just, it. I just want to see him go up against
1: some of the one of the heavier hitting bots and see how well it takes it
0: now that my honorable mention three really quick tombstone and cobalt who both took l's so i couldn't put them in a top five and death roll
1: okay well i'm still putting cobalt in my top five
0: okay well we might get to that uh your number four. let me go out with number four um hypershock is my number four so obviously okay. i do think they're a contender um Impressive wins uh let's see what they do against maybe like a big vertical spinner, but you know it's um he is definitely one of the best drivers and has you know really good mobility in that bot so That's one of the fastest ones so I think he's definitely it, uh, going when everybody's
1: to, obsessed with spin up times, speed can definitely kill you so
0: oh yeah, will's doing something a little bit different than everybody else, and I think it could pay off for him this season. Uh, actually so hypershock was my number four as well we are in concurrence there good job yeah. so so a nice adaptation you know will said before the season just quite frankly i may have said it on our podcast that we have to suck less yeah and yeah. they have done that so far yeah they are doing it so um you're number three uh number three for me is uh witch doctor oh i completely disagree i'm kidding i have witch doctor two number three <laughs>
1: nice but yeah so, it's they again it's one of those things uh kind of looking at them from the point of view of the live event also combined with the season i mean i know they were they were smoking and almost you know burnt up in their first match versus shatter but uh came back strong in the second match is the is the amazon event
0: tilting our uh, view a little bit though it
1: might be cuz man they they just laid waste. They a- beat Tombstone and laid waste a Bronco. So yeah,
0: they did open a whole jar of whoop ass, like a oh, Costco so jar. So so good. All right, so I'm gonna do number two, uh, Whiplash. Two big wins, even when they weren't completely bringing their A game, they had some impressive wins. So you know they find ways to win, whatever you want to say. I like the lifting <laughs> arm and the blade personally. So the thing is garbage. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's total disagree. I mean, super
1: garbage. You're, let them let them fight Cobalt, and Cobalt will shred that thing. I disagree. I, I mean, mean, I and I hate to uh, go against Hal, but man, Cobalt won that fight or should have.
0: They, well, yeah, they got yeah. I mean, stuck. obviously he was winning and not, not
1: stuck, but they they hit the floor and broke or got. I don't know what happened. Well, but it was just an unfortunate hit from the stupid crappy floor. You know, Duck's gonna take his wins anyway and can get him No, oh, I know. That's I'm not plan. taking.
0: I'm not taking away from it because they won the fight. You know, on, I mean, you know. But whiplash again, like the li- the lifting arm and the blade. To me, it's it's an impressive. It's Not combo. a
1: blade. It's
0: a spinny mm. thing that doesn't do anything. Saw whatever it is. It's not even a saw. And some impressive driving. It's A spinner that's garbage. You know, you've got a top three driver there. Yeah, Ugh. and it. As we talked about with uh, Andre, you know, with like the legendary Donald Hudson, it can come into play. Lame. So who's your number two then? Or was it Cobalt? Cobalt. That thing is fierce, man. I don't care if it has a loss on its record. I'm putting it in there. Yeah. No. All right. Um, Number one, I guess I think it's got to be. It's Bite Force, right? You got to beat the champ first. And so are we kind of falling out of love with Tombstone? Well, I had Tombstone 6. Which is the highest of any one lost team that I had. It's, you know, I mean, it's. there's definitely a way to beat them. It doesn't always work. Yeah. But it's basically now it's load up with armor. You know, you can put whatever on the front of it, a freaking ceiling fan, and just hope that, and I mean... Yeah, Actually, break itself. if you really want to um, read about and see how to go about that, read Draco's article about week seven, the uh, Rotator versus Tombstone fight, because he has a lot of good stuff in there. And I'm not just saying that because he came on our podcast, but I was reading it again last night, and I was like, damn. And I went and watched a little bit of it on uh, Discovery. Yeah. And, and well, and the
1: thing is too, it's he not. Knows what he's talking about. It's not just about putting a big piece of armor. It's like it's directing that force in the right direction. Exactly. Which and rotator that, did. And
0: that's what he talks about. It's just you know the angle up so that have yeah. the that kinetic energy like then it takes goes, him and flips him up. It goes flying. And he's got some cool stills too, where it's I don't even know. It's like physics don't seem to apply with what's happening in that fight. <laughs> so, seriously, I'm not just saying that. Everybody give that a read, because it is really good. So, Alright, um, we're at two hours now. You got anything else before we get out of here? I think, um... Oh, jeez. I think Farouk tips off. I think I found his tell. Oh, when yeah. There's you, a split tell decision. told me about this the other day. Now, it's... I've only gone back and watched, like, three fights that there was a split decision, but when he is about to announce it... He does a head tilt in the direction of the team that's losing. Ooh. So it's it's kind of a slight head tilt in their direction, and then it, it's a slight head tilt in, um, oh blacksmith's direction. Let's just say because they're the ones that are in the losing yeah. end of all of these. And then he announces that you know whomever battle royale with cheese won. But yeah, look for it. I could be wrong, but I. Th- you know, I saw it in three matches, so I think maybe I'm onto something. Yeah, I'll, but I could I'll just keep be an eye full shit. Who knows? <laughs> so that's all I have.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, well, we've gone on long enough, so we're we're gonna let everybody get out of here. Big um, thanks
0: to uh, Draco, aka Andre. Again, yes, BattleBotsUpdate.com, and check out Bad Dragon too. Google it. Oh,
1: good Lord. <laughs> good night. All right, folks, that'll do it for this week. Good night.